0: Hey, welcome to episode 92 of the Collector's Quest Podcast. This week we've got Eric, otherwise known as Excite Bite Games, who we've been talking about bringing on this show for a real long time. So Eric is a longtime collector of both comics and video games. So we brought him on the show so he can bring us some insight from the world of comics, which is obviously decades more of history than video games has. And so what we're talking about this episode is different perspectives on how we can divide gaming up into different eras. So right now it's kind of divided into how people talk about retro games or modern games. And now that we've got more than 40 years of gaming history behind us, we're starting to think about how we can perceive periods of gaming history, not just divided up by console generations, but in overarching eras, similar to how comics or baseball cards are seen. Of course, we're also going to be talking with Eric about his highly curated collection, his thoughts on what's going to be collectible in the future, all kinds of stuff like that. And Eric also let me know, my intro music has been too esoteric. Johnny used to use some very on-the-nose intro music, but since I took over editing, he says he hasn't understood how my songs relate to the show as much. So, before Eric told me that, I was going to use... Uh, what's golden by jurassic five because golden age what's golden i think that would have been a perfect song to use but i'm gonna rethink that i'm gonna choose something we're gonna do like time of our life i don't even know what i'm gonna choose but it's gonna be great uh also give us five stars on itunes that helps out we do this for free so that's an easy thing you can do for free to help us and here's the intro music don't know what it is yet <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Johnny here with Tyler, and we have a special guest with us today.
1: I'm I'm Johnny. Does he do that? He, uh, he he's, I just I don't know. We'll is start over. Thing? Forget are it. Are you trying to? You
0: Tyler trying? Is tries this to be funny thing you're trying to And start? it's like not even a Got joke.
1: On. Already starting off on the wrong foot. Oh man, Tyler, why are you always awkward?
0: I, I just try. It, it, I try to give, like, a real impression Jesus. of who I am, and as Eric told me earlier, I give off the completely wrong impression.
2: Jeez. Yeah, well... Well, first you were supposed to introduce me, but now it's like... Well, I, was I supposed said to I'm talk here with Eric, yeah. and
0: then Johnny's there, and he's gonna say, like, oh, hey, it's Eric, who are you? Yeah, well, okay, we have a guest. Well, uh, let me bring it back to a real podcast yeah. for a second. Yes, please. This is uh, I'm gonna look into your
1: eyes as I do this. Yeah. We're here with a guest today, and his name is Eric... Eric, uh, you are also on Instagram. Why don't you tell people who you are on Instagram so in case they follow you already?
2: Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to be on this show. I'm a longtime fan. Johnny, you've been a good friend of mine for a while. And uh, it's the first time I'm meeting Tyler. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so far it's, uh, you know, I'm excited to be here. My name's Excitebike Games on Instagram. That's Byte, B-Y-T-E. Byte, B-Y, thank you. B-Y-T-E. It's a play on the bike yeah i'm just here sitting with you in your studio this is looking at all the games and it's a beautiful sight in here i must admit
1: so uh, i know people are like oh cool johnny brought a friend in what, what how is he qualified okay first i'm going to talk a, a few things about eric eric has one of the nicest collections i have ever put my hands on seen with my eyes hmm. it is ridiculous and i say people say johnny your collection's really good okay but mine isn't curated. It's got a lot of garbage. It's got some stuff that's not in great con- condition. Everything in Eric's collection is amazing. There's no garbage titles. It's all mint. Some of it's sealed. Some of it's graded. If you care about that stuff, even if you don't, it is impressive to see these items maintained in such a high-quality manner. You know, it's not the biggest collection, but it's by no means small. Yeah. It's not a small collection either. And it, like it, It's all high-quality titles that range over very many systems and the reason we brought eric on the show not just because uh, he's got just a ton of collector's knowledge and he's been at this for a long time well it is because he's got a ton of collector's knowledge <laughs> it's but it's beyond it's beyond video games so eric can you kind of explain kind of what your history is and, and why your breadth of knowledge and collecting it is is maybe different than some of our listeners
2: yeah it's interesting i do have a curated collection um, i and it, but that was a conscious decision cuz i used i've been collecting I, I've just been a collector my whole life. Basically, ever since I was like 12, I started collecting baseball cards. Um, so by the time I got to video games in 2002 time period, I used to collect it all. But you and I, we live in California. So for us, um, space was always a big concern. Sure. So f- probably up around like 2008 time period, I used to have store everything in my parents' storage. Uh, like they had a, they have a st- big storage unit in the back of our place. And once I moved into apartments, I, I didn't have space for it. Everything was in boxes. And I had to think to myself, how do I want to collect in the future? Do I want to just box everything up? Or do I want to display it? And since we here in California, don't have the luxury of having basements or big, large rooms, generally, I had to um, curate it down and be a little more, you know, selective in my choices. But, you, I mean, beyond baseball cards, too, you're yep.
1: you're a big comic book collector, mm-hmm. too. Still to this day a big comic book collector?
2: Yeah, I'm actually getting kind of back into comics a lot.
1: Okay, and, so. and you did that for quite some time. Yes. And then you have family members who are big collecting. So you yeah. have this kind of intrinsic knowledge. You've, you've had this from people in your family who are collectors. I don't know how much you want to go into your father-in-law, but yeah, yeah. like a big collector of coins and yep. like even helped write. Like, has written books. Is like, legit helped create a grading service for it. Yeah. So, I mean, these are people you you talk to about collecting, just the nature of collecting in general.
2: I'm fortunate because I came from a family of collectors. Most people, when they collect as kids, like, their parents look at them like, what the hell are you doing with this stuff? Like, this is all, you know, they... they, These are
1: toys. Throw it away. Get rid
2: of it. My parents were always supportive of everything I collected. So, for me, it was... It was so natural to collect anything baseball cards and I went into comic books when I started working at In-N-Out Burger I'd take all my money and save up for you know a week or two and then go to the local comic shop and buy some old and I bought old stuff I wasn't buying like the new stuff when I was yeah. 18 I went back to you know the early Spider-Man's and Fantastic Fours and X-Men books and would spend you know $50 $100 on these books Okay. So, um, Mike, because and the reason for that is my dad taught me. Since he was a collector himself, he goes buy buy the older stuff. You know, it's it's better to to save a little bit instead of buying a bunch of two dollar books, three dollar books. Go back and you know save your money for a while, and then buy these books. And he was right; like it it paid off for me. And and
1: and that that led to the collection you have today. And and it turned me on to
2: like, and that's how I went about collecting video games. So. I I started with comic books and around 21, 22, which was the year 2001 or two, I was laying in bed and I was thinking, I was so fascinated with, with how baseball cards and comic books of my dad's generation became these major collectible industries. And I I laid in bed one night and I remember thinking, I remember this so vividly that I was laying, I'm like, what, what's going to be big for our generation? Like what, what are people going to collect and what are things that people will say, what are things that people will say, man, I wish I kept this stuff, you know? And it dawned on me all of a sudden, like, video games were yeah. going to be the...
1: Much like you'd seen, like, people with, like, Star Wars toys yeah. and stuff and said, oh, yeah. I wish that. So then the next thing, naturally, and Same you, thing. you came to the conclusion that video games...
2: And, and you were right. Yeah, and I, I remember thinking, I'm like... And the first game that popped into my head, not Super Mario is Bart Simpsons versus Space Mutants. I don't know why. I just thought, I'm like, that I want to buy one? that game. Yeah, I, I thought... I love that game when I was a kid and I want to buy it. And back then though, I went, what's, what could I, how could I collect it? And I went, I'm going to collect it exactly how it came in the store sealed. So I went on eBay. I don't even think I had an eBay account at this time. My dad had one. It was in 2001. I, I became an eBay member in 2002 and I went online and, and looked for it. And this was on eBay it was just purely auctions and they did have some sealed stuff back then. And I bid on it, and I think I bought it for $30 or something at an yeah. auction. And I was so stoked. And I had to send away money order. This was even yeah. before PayPal. Yeah. I don't I know if you remember were- that.
1: I do. I remember pre-picture days where you had yeah. to had to gamble. I've been an eBay member since 99.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah
1: so, yeah. Uh, first thing I ever bought on eBay was a Darth Maul figure mm. from because you could not find Darth Maul
0: in the stores. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, new Star Wars movies. I just want I just want a Darth Maul. Yeah. And just like Bart vs. Space Mutants, that Darth Maul figure super collectible now, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
2: we're new collectors. We didn't know, yeah, you know. I didn't know what I was doing.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I, shortly after the prequels, gave up all yeah. of my Star Wars yeah. figures. I wonder why. So that damaged me as a collector entirely.
2: Yeah. But the, past Bar vs. Space Mutants, I the next ones I thought of were, I want to get the Mario Brothers game. So somebody had the trilogy for auction. And I paid two hundred dollars for all three sealed, which at that time was a lot of money. You know, like even then I'm like, holy crap! But, you know, it was Mario the trilogy, so I would have to go to Seven Eleven, get the money order, mail it away. You know, it would take like two weeks to get your product. You know, whereas back, you know, nowadays PayPal, you can get your stuff in three days. Yeah,
1: three to five days. But
2: and then I got Link to the Past. That was one of the early ones. I just went through all like the things to me that were like the best gaming items: Contra. You know, and I got all those. And so I was initially, I was a sealed collector. And then over time, I started to become an inbox, complete inbox collector. Okay. Um, and, and I started to shift from comic book collecting into video games for a long time. But from the knowledge of comic books, I, I, I kind of just applied that to games. And that's where the curated idea came from. Cause I initially maybe I, I kind of wanted to get it all, but I can't, I couldn't fit it. You know, I can't be like, Johnny has like, he's a set collector and he has a space for it. I had a closet, you know, that was my storage.
1: Yeah. But your collection, like I said, super great. uh, Amazing. I want to talk, I want to give a few more stats uh, for the listeners so we can kind of talk about those things. Uh, But I I also think, Tyler, maybe you agree. Should we, should we tell them what the episode is about
0: now? No, let's, let's just hold this off. Let's, let's keep them them guessing as long as possible.
1: Yeah, like, what does
0: this have to do with everything? You want to in the headline? Yeah. Uh, click
1: it. Well, I, I haven't decided what, what yeah, yeah. our clickbait title will be for oh. this episode. But we're talking about ages, and that's why the comic book stuff is, mm-hmm. is super relevant to me. And we're at an impasse right now in video games where it's either modern or retro. And that, this is just my thoughts on it, and I, I've kind of shared this with the guys, and I haven't heard their independent opinions yet. But I think that does a disservice to collecting because right now you have modern, retro, an Xbox game is talked about in the same breath as an Atari game. And I don't think thats that shouldn't be. And then some people will say, oh no, Xbox is, is modern. And I'm like, is it? Is, so is GameCube modern? People don't exactly know. And mm-hmm. comic books figured this out kind of early, I think, that they had to start talking about you know, what, what this is as an era of mm-hmm. things. So they, they came up with ages and we, we expressed this idea. And I, I mentioned on episode, I had a perfect person I wanted to talk about that with before, and that was you. Yeah. So I want to just kind of explore that idea on this episode, hear your guys' thoughts on it. I'm curious to hear our listeners' thoughts on it. What, what defines those ages? How many ages should there be? And how does it move going forward? Because at, at what point are we going to say is, is retro just whatever isn't current? and is everything that's current then modern like yeah. how does that how does that work and like we can't use term like you can't use art because it's not a particular style like art term so we can't say oh this is postmodern expressionism because yeah. uh, that doesn't exactly work for video game collecting so how do we calculate it? is it something like ages is it some other calculus that we we haven't de- defined but we're going to get into
0: that so Johnny can we start with the definition of retro and how it's completely inappropriately applied to old video games like how uh, retro means like imitating a style of the recent past and somehow well, it's kind of been conflated with the word vintage. Yeah. I mean, but that's fine, right? Like do that? That's just a semantic
1: argument and length language is a fluid item. I, I don't get caught up on that stuff. Are people using the word retro wrong as defined by the dictionary? Yes. Uh, but does that mean that the word retro cannot be changed to encompass what we're talking about? No, right, it doesn't. So, I mean, do if we're that. making uh, up definitions
0: for words, yeah. then fine. I guess we can do that. Well, but it's still no, wrong. Uh, when people all
1: <laughs> no, no, Tyler. All words had made up definitions at one point. That's how they got. And then they all got new definitions. That's why you see a definition of words got like six or seven or it's been erratic. And like why people keep changing, yeah. changing what the definition of things mean. That happens all the time. That's complete and language means works cart,
0: manual and uh, box. You don't have any of the inserts yeah. poster. It doesn't matter. Complete yeah. in box, Johnny. Fluid language. That's true. Yeah, that's it,
1: fluid. Yeah, that's a really that's a really niche specific one. But yeah, that, that's that's true. How it should
2: be too, even though like inserts came with it. Like think about it from like a selling perspective. Like people that are like Johnny and I, we want manual box and carts. And inserts don't necessarily aren't deal breakers. And for searching methods, it just helps. That's why you say CIB or complete. Yeah. For searching, like people like us, we want those three items. And we're not going to buy it because it's missing inserts. Also, we
1: can get into the factory argument, too. Because as there's multiple printings in games, you can't say what... Because we have not, like, okay, this just came out. That's why I actually like unboxing videos now. Because you can look at what what came out and see the exact inserts and everything that were in it in a video. But we don't have that from the 80s. No one broke every single revision out of it oh did that revision a ha- have the same insert oh this came out of the mexico factory versus the yeah. japan factory did it come with the same poster oh this manual was black and white oh it transferred to majesco so this one specifically has these three things
0: all right it's, I did, I, johnny it's I did, I, you've been dicey. on this before i didn't mean to set you off on the it's language dicey, of complete and invo- star tropics comes with a letter that i'll come back to that some people will say you know it doesn't yeah, matter you don't need a letter it's a bonus that doesn't well, like I,
1: I see, I agree with you there. Like if, like, your Mike Tyson's Punch Out should have a letter. Yeah. Your Star Tropic should have a letter. If the game had, uh, like Final Fantasy, if it had a map, mm-hmm. it should have the map in the other end. But,
2: but I think those as, things, but as not like
1: cl- generic
2: instruments. Yeah, but I think as a collector, even though those are very important, they you don't as if you're selling Final Fantasy three six complete manual box and cart is the applicable term for it. The manual and all that stuff is bonus. And uh, people like Johnny and I will find the maps later, or we'll, you know, like, cause otherwise, how do people like a search for those items? I mean, I would prefer you it know? just said
1: CIB and then, then, then I can just kind of differentiate. Like, uh, complete is a term that, like, should mean, like, I get it. It should mean, but not everyone knows it, too. And that's yeah, the other I think other they're thing. kind of
2: interchangeable, the words completely. They, they, they are. And, like, we, a, we
1: did have an episode on yeah. this. But the the problem is that not everybody who sells a video game knows. Is that. a video game expert. There may mm-hmm. not even be a collector. It might be their kids' stuff that they're selling. It might be shit that they had as a kid, but they're not an invested collector. Mm-hmm. So they just think, oh, yeah, this has got everything. It's, it's got a cart, a manual, and a box. Like, what else did it have? Like, yeah. Uh,
2: so. It's just we, a good blanket term for you know, an item for searching right. for the type of collectors that Johnny and I are
1: where, I where, where it gets ugly is like when you've got scumbags on the internet who, who do that and they're, they're trying to get one by you. Yeah. So like if someone doesn't know, they just don't know whatever. Yeah. But if you're a scumbag and you're trying to get one over and get like the top dollar price for it, then it's like, look, don't be a, don't be a jerk. Like yeah. we, we we're informed people. We know what's going on. Please use the correct pricing. But, uh, like, no, we're we're veering way off from where we are. Yeah, I, I just want to point out,
0: Eric cat- Eric said the type of collector that Johnny and and him are, like, mm-hmm. twice now. Because I'm not a real collector, because my early Nintendo <sighs> stuff's cart-only, and I only collect we're, we're complete invo- from, like, Sega CD-on. But you're a
2: cart collector, correct?
0: I, you know, you, there's I, more to video games than carts. Dude. I collect DVD no, consoles saying, and CD consoles, too, and those are all complete. Yeah.
2: I'm. I'm. When we you're right. When we say it, I'm thinking of like the boxed, you know, like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, you know, N64, and you're right, Genesis, you know, Sega CD. Those things are, and there's people that are cart collectors that will collect those, but yeah, like Johnny and I are in box pretty much for everything, um, but you are a cart collector for the old carts, and this goes back to the ages though that we're talking about, like, yeah. and then for you, Tyler, I was gonna say, um, I noticed that I think the term retro is mm-hmm. a blanket statement for, um, older things. But what we're, the topic of this conversation is how do we, you know, define the time periods? Similar to what comic books do, um, yeah. And I think know. I
0: think the idea is to get away from the term retro, so people aren't going around yeah. saying Xbox 360 is retro gaming. I'm like, oh, that's
2: real weird. When yeah, <laughs> but but in the context of history, 20 years from now, they will be looked at as retro. Well, so retro what, is well, a blanket term. Well, you know? yeah,
1: that that it can it be is, a blanket term like that. But I mean, I think we there needs to be ages so you can talk about it because. Like, yeah, because right now retro is a moving target, right? It's just mm. as we get older, just time. the term retro just starts to swallow everything up. And that that's not correct because if we get... 10 years from now, are we going to talk about 360 games yeah. as retro games compared to, uh, like the way a Nintendo game is retro? And I don't think people have kind of thought about it. And, and I don't expect everyone to sit down and be like, I want to be super conscious about language and terminology. That's that's not everyone's bent. Not everyone was like a, a comms major and geeks out about that stuff like I do. Uh, but I think we can start to socialize the idea of it or at least yeah. at least start expressing our opinions on it and see if anyone else agrees. I don't think I'm going to I don't think I'm going to change anything yeah, on this podcast no, or anything but I, this I would just like to making that. people
2: aware and I think a lot of people talk about this stuff that's why yeah. it's an interesting topic like Tyler do you have an opinion on on what we're you know this this topic like what what would you what would you say
0: Well I mean in terms of dividing things up into generations
2: y- I- yeah kind of in in terms of you know silver golden silver bronze and modern that's how comics kind of yeah. go
0: so right like, now people kind of I think we got 8 eight generations right now that people talk about and they're pretty narrow in scope it's basically you know uh, all the kind of consoles used to come out at once within like two or three year period they would have their lifespan yeah. of like five to eight years and then like the new great awesome step up in hardware would come out hmm. and that seems way too narrow if we're going to be talking about these games you know like 20 years in the future we're going to be talking about generation 15 games and compared to generation 6 games so, yeah. uh, I don't, I, I like when I think about games, I like to divide it up based on genres and when things came into being. So to start out, it was like the wild west and there was absolutely nothing. There was no concept of what a game was. And then we got really concrete into what a 2d game was and it was weird for a while. And then we kind of firmed up into these really solid genres and then 3d gaming came around and then it was weird for a while, and then it kind of firmed up into solid genres. And then in the modern age now, everything is just kind of the same, and it's just sequels forever, and we've become total Hollywood.
1: Uh, are we? Or are we going to move into an era, like, by your definition, then? What about virtual reality games? What about, like, you know, all the, the current VR stuff? Wouldn't you say that, like, the current VR stuff is much like... You know, early Sega CD stuff when it was when it was pushing that medium of of FMV and early 3D.
0: It's a sideshow until it becomes the new thing in gaming. It's all just a sideshow. Like motion controls well, I mean, aren't th- defining anything. That's just like a thing that happened during. But motion
1: controls are in lots of games now. Like that's just inherent.
0: But, like, the, the reason that modern games are the way they are isn't because we, we got motion controls. It's not going to be because we got VR games are suddenly going to be different. It's going to be, uh, unless something changes, we're going to have the same types of games, but now we're wearing a VR headset with motion controllers.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, so you would say that VR is the same thing as 3D gaming? Because I, I think I would disagree with that. I would say the way, like, the way you interact with a VR game versus the way you interact with a 3D game is so different and, like, such a different experience that they couldn't possibly live in the same
0: world. I don't think they're the same thing, but I wouldn't say you could base an entire era around something where there's, you know, how many actual retail VR games are right now on the PlayStation 4?
1: I don't know, like 30?
0: Yeah, compared to, like, what, a thousand other games that are well, just normal but it, games? but it's- but it's new. That's like
1: saying in nineteen eighty-five, how many solid, you know, how many solid two D games were there, versus what that number was in nineteen ninety.
0: So I think you're saying like that's like saying like the three D era of consoles starts with like Star Fox rather than you know Star Fox sixty four or Mario sixty four is really the point, right.
1: Well, no, I would say no. I would say it starts with Mario sixty four. I actually would say probably yeah, Mario sixty four, Wave Race, those original games where. Where the N sixty four started
2: pushing three D games because even though technically there were games before that, but Mario is the defining right yeah. beginning moment of yeah, like I mean, but true three that, D.
1: But you start that's when you talk about defining games of of that era, right? This or age, right? This was the defining of that age, and that's mm. I do like that different differentiation. Like I think for me, there's Atari and everything else in that in television, Coleco, all of that that whatever pong all of that kind of exists in the same uh before time right it's like the primordial ooze i would hesitate to call it gold because gold yeah. put, put positive connotations to mm-hmm. and i don't put a whole lot of positive connotations to that yeah but it, it's like this pre-age of video gaming and then you you have essentially what is like uh, the the golden golden age of gaming which comes around with nintendo, nintendo super nintendo uh genesis and sega master system you know, and TurboGrafx-16, uh, that era, that's that's when it starts. And then there are things that always exist, like, within the cusp, like your... Sega, Sega CDs. Yeah, you know? your, and your 32X that are kind of bridging these gaps. But then you get PlayStation and N64, mm-hmm. and those are definitely not the same as 8-bit games, right? They're not the same as Super Nintendo games. Um, sure, the Saturn exists in the same era as the PlayStation, but it, even though it didn't do 3D very well, but it definitely is not the same thing as a Super Nintendo. The w- same way, you know, that the PlayStation is not the same thing as Super Nintendo. Even though some of those games still cross over, things they were pushing are different. And that's kind of that's kind of where I am. Like then you get this PlayStation age, and I think that kind of incorporates up into to PlayStation Two for me. But then there's there's a and like GameCube is in that and xbox Xbox. is is in there and then i think the next big leap is yeah the Mm -hmm. 360 and what defines that is not necessarily the large difference in the game even though graphically they're different it becomes how they're played and that's like online play Mm -hmm. and video games becoming more than just a hub for video games you start to get other media content on them and that kind of leads us to where we are now and I feel like the next break could be something like virtual reality, even though
2: I'm not. It hasn't. Hit I, I'm not
1: sold that it is. So I don't know if like PlayStation VR is like this weird.
2: We're in the Xbox era of yeah. that. Like there'll yeah, be we're, the we're, oh, I would call coming. it the online era. Yeah, yeah. The
1: the online era of gaming.
2: Um, you know what's interesting about this conversation? I didn't realize that there are two different ways to define it. Like Tyler, he went, his brain automatically went into the actual gaming aspect, 2D, 3D. Oh and then yeah. You're t- and the way I thought initially would be like what you described, the Atari age, you know, Nintendo age, PlayStation, historically. Yeah. Like I, you're going over his history of yeah, it. Yeah. Tyler's brain Tyler's, goes to yeah. the game.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't know which is better. They're I, both, I,
2: yeah, they're both very valid debates. Yeah. And so, Initially, or like you kind of have to figure out which way do you want to go with it. Oh, that's, that,
1: and that's why it's tricky, right? Yeah. And then like, where the right? Are some mm. people gonna say, like And you can get really wishy-washy on this stuff too. Uh, like Tyler, like what? Given our convention, I mean, we understand your convention. We'll talk more about it. But like, given our convention, like, then how do you work in something like Game Boy? Right? Where does Game Boy go? Mm. Versus like, it's the still GBA. 2D almost. Like yeah. Like, well, like yeah, it's, GBA. Yeah. Like, is GBA? Part of which era because it existed at the time of like GameCube and yeah. that, but like, does it slip into a different? Uh, does the 3DS slip into that or not? I don't, I don't really know.
0: I think you just divide it up based on the major consoles and then kind of the handhelds lie where they lie. Like, you got the Game well, Boy I- basically matches up with the kinds of games that are on the NES, and you know, Game Boy Advance kind of matches up with N64. Geez, when did Game Boy Advance come out? GameCube. Get, yeah, no. What yeah, Game 98 Cube. or something. Yeah,
2: GameCube era. Oh, Game Boy Advance came out in yeah 2001 then, ish. Uh, I think so,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, ha, yeah, yeah, it had, had, yeah, yeah. Right. Had to be right, huh. right then. Uh, yeah, because that's like the first time I, I well, got a portable system, and I had a GameCube at the time because you could connect. Yeah, well,
2: okay. So this is why comic books are interesting to kind of add into this conversation because they do have. There's a reason for the Golden Age, the Silver Age. The bronze. Um, There's a historical like story behind it. So what we're trying to do is figure out, like in games, is do we go based on the history or do we go based on the actual like gameplay? So for comic books, the the Golden Age was defined as 1939, the dawn of Superman and superheroes in general. During World War II, people were excited to see these you know beyond normal people you know fighting.
1: Oh, yeah. Hitler. Yeah, you get Captain America. Like, one of the most famous ones is Captain America punching Hitler. Everyone loves
0: that. Yeah. Um, So, hold on. Before we even go into the Golden Age, like, Golden Mm -hmm. Age isn't the start of comics. There's still the primordial ooze age that we talk about with all the garbage. So, what's before that? Yeah.
2: And that's the thing. That's where I think games tie into comic books because... Yeah, what Atari is, that, what is, is that age Atari though? is a primordial. Is kind yeah, of what so said. what, it's what like, is
1: that? What is that in? Comic it was books called
2: stuff? the. I think the Victorian age is what it was called. Really? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it was the Victorian age. Of it was just it was
1: this, this kind of age where everything was coalescing yes. until you could get a shining moment where you could put a pin in it and say, "Here's mm-hmm. our marker to move forward."
2: And there were a lot of progressive comic books that existed before Superman Nemo. You know the game Little Nemo in Dreamland. Yeah. That character was a comic book. Well, a uh, character that existed in nineteen oh one.
1: Yeah, well, and all the like weird pulp stuff that yeah. was around, like back then, all the the like old horror, like the pulp yeah. horror comics, so, like the the penny dreadfuls and everything yep. that were back in the day.
2: And it was just the reason g- the golden age is defined as a golden age is is when the general public was aware of comic books. Right, that's they why I said that, that. moment you can just put like, a pin in
1: it and and identify this yeah. is the thing, and that's and why even, I say Nintendo.
2: Not and Atari. even though Atari did that too, they also destroyed gaming. Yeah. You know, like, they literally, if it wasn't for Nintendo coming back and causing a resurgence in America, we Americans wouldn't play games. In yeah. 83, the whole market dumped out.
1: Well, I, so. I, I think it's interesting, too. Like, I, I think you could even call it the Atari age, even though it, like, yeah. and, like, clearly, there, there's websites that have thought about this, too. And, like, obviously, those guys were comic collectors. You had the Atari age, and then you got, like, Nintendo mm-hmm. age, and then, you know, um, which you could use to define it, though that's unfair to Sega. I mean, I wouldn't call this the Xbox age or anything. But I think some people would. But like you you said,
2: it's defined by the the most popular thing. Like, the Golden Age, for it was DC. DC was dominating. Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, um, Aquaman, Flash. But there was also Marvel and before marvels called atlas they were making comics too at the yeah. same time period captain america human torch submariner but nobody really thinks when you think of golden age you think of superman and right. batman yeah, so it's just like like with games when you think of the nintendo age the reason it's called the nintendo age is because they were the dominant force at yeah, yeah, that time like, sega was
1: great sega was great and genesis challenged them but really that's mm-hmm. that was nintendo's era and yep. then like when you get into this next age, even though it could be defined... PlayStation age. Well, yeah. even though it could be defined by, like, what N64 did, because it was a game changer as much as I hate that garbage console. <sighs> it uh is. But it, that age is still the PlayStation age, because, yes. really, PlayStation uh, was the most dominant force, and they, they did what they did to change gaming, right? Yeah. Even though Nintendo was... Nintendo was still far more innovative at the time, like Rumble controls, whether you believe they stole that or not, you know, and a lot of their 3D <laughs> modeling and their thumbstick and... You know, analog controls, but still, I it would. Would you just define it by PlayStation? Tower? Yes,
2: because there was such a disrupt in the market. And going for comic books, when you think of Silver Age, you think of Marvel, the Marvel Age when Spider-Man yeah, and all those characters came out. Because out. what happened was DC actually technically defines the Silver Age. It was it was Showcase number four, the first Flash came out in 1958. Um, but the, truly, when people think of Silver Age, they think of Marvel Age, and the reason is it would it. If we do define gaming and call it the Sony or the PlayStation age, it's because remember what Sony did to games. Like Sony and Nintendo initially were going to make a disc-based system. Well,
1: originally Sega, Sega even had a deal with Sony before them, and then it went to Nintendo. Yeah, and both of them screwed. So yeah. it's amazing that their downfall was created by yeah, by, by them trying to screw both of them trying to screw Sony led to this and yeah. the and the Panasonic. Uh, <laughs> sweet sweet panasonic so
2: historically it's such an amazing time in gaming to realize that out of the ashes rose this fantastic new system that defined gaming so much um it's gotta it's sony is you know they they deserve their own age like the silver age for marvel like sony and marvel are the exact same They they literally laid waste to you know any other competition yeah. Even though Nintendo had, you know, like you said, N sixty four was a viable console. I I personally didn't like it, but
1: I mean, it was still more. It innovative. was okay. I mean, yeah, it was. It was. I mean, disc based stuff was innovative too. But mm-hmm. like, well, let's not sell it short. But a yeah. lot of like the what some of the things Nintendo was doing was pretty innovative. But they didn't. I don't think they captured the market. Yeah. Uh, the same
2: Resident way. Evil, you know, Metal Gear Solid, Final, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like, they, I think mean, they was,
1: recaptured RPGs. Jeez. Tyler, weigh in on that. Like, how how do you feel about? Uh, the most dominant console uh, of that time frame kind of defining the era I'm,
0: I'm I'm coming at this from a totally different perspective I didn't want to derail Damn. how you guys are going about it because you guys are mostly agreeing I you guys are talking about like this Atari era like Atari is the same as everything that came before it so I would say that the first era of games is kind of Everything before, like, 1977, like, you know, all the complete mainframe garbage stuff, Pong clones, everything up to, like, the Fairchild Channel F, you know, Odyssey, all that kind of stuff where, you know, we don't even know what video games are yet. Okay, so
1: you you would say that, like, the the proto-gaming age before the before time? Yes.
0: What and would then you would define give, it as?
1: Would you give Atari then its own age? Like yeah. well, you would? No, you would I would put
0: that? all 2D games into one age. I think mm. your guys are thinking at it more narrowly than I am. I'm thinking of like really broad. This is the age where 2D gaming kind of grew up. So we went from so Space you, Invaders you would say to Atari space and Megaphors. Nintendo
1: are the same. So what I'm saying. So yes. what happens? So when does that for you? When does that age stop?
0: I mean, it stops, you know, Super Mario 64 comes out, and then the world is changed all over again.
2: Man, see, that's the thing with gaming. Like, there are two types of, like different than comic books or baseball cards or coins there are two types of collectors there's a true gamers like tyler that think in terms of games and like programming but then you and i are thinking historically like yeah so there are they're both valid tyler's i never yeah. even like really thought but no me either the problem with tyler's way is that it's so vast it's such a large like yeah. it's, it spans 20 years 30 years almost like
0: yeah I, I mean that 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 becomes pretty the dynamic. idea yeah, is that scary. it's an era though like are, are we yeah. gonna redefine this in 50 years and then decide like i don't the thing is if you do it every 10 years yeah this is a really big time a change in gaming but uh well, I, mean, I feel like we're gonna have yeah, too many I mean, eras if we you know well, keep chopping it up well, like I we I have think, generations now i think people do
1: that i think like i i think it's that that people do that right they can't basically you create subheaders and then you put them in larger global buckets as, as time goes on right hmm. like I, I they do that with art but within time frames of art like you can or even with in books they, they start to define uh, very specific ideas and then as the time frame grows out and that timeline stretches uh, that nuanced definition kind of recedes and then you do that and then if you talk to well and that's why people study very specific eras of history right they'll say within this period of history too here are the eras within this period of history right like yeah. um it's not just like one one thing uh, so I, I mean perhaps perhaps it's something that that grows perhaps these are what we're talking about is like subgenres, and then what are like sub pockets and what tyler's talking about is something that's more globally defined but with i think
2: buckets. this is a collector's quest podcast and we're speaking in terms of collectors yeah whereas there are gamers but in the future of, of video gaming gamers aren't going to define what we're discussing like they're not going to go oh the nintendo age because they're gamers like right. no so i think they're, actually they're Tyler's, perspective yeah perspective. so i think we're speaking on it based from as a collector and even though tyler is a gamer collector and you and i are collectors historical collectors more like i barely play video games honestly like that's the thing i'm not i'm not good at games I've, it's hard, you know. It's rare for me nowadays to sit down and play games. I wish I had more time, but I'm more. I like games for the history and the the stories behind them. And I think our this discussion ties into collectors, though. It's like a collector conversation. And Tyler is a collector, even though he's a gamer. I, I, I
1: don't know. I see. I see Tower's point. I, I think. Yeah. Uh, Tower, and let me know how you feel. Do you feel like these both could exist? Do you feel like you could say, okay, like here's your 2D era, but within this 2D era, these are like the the subpoints that
0: exist within it. I mean, as that's time what we already on. got with like how we talk about generations and stuff. But I, I think, I mean, well, our only I mean, real main point of contention that we have here is whether or not like twenty six hundred ColecoVision and all that is included within that Nintendo era of games. We're, we have the three D cutoff is obviously Super Mario sixty four, and I think we're all agreeing that that goes up through like two thousand six, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, hmm. but I mean, but I believe there's going to
1: be. I mean. Uh, there is, uh, as we talked about in the beginning, right now there's only one large bucket that everyone tosses everything. Retro. Retro, modern; those are the only buckets. And what I'm saying is that needs to be more defined. And that's what I'm saying. I think Tyler's bucket could be one of those defining layers. As time goes on, it may need to be that big. I, I don't know though.
2: I'm actually more confused now than ever. I came into it kind of having a, a definite answer, but now with Tyler's like perspective, it's. I mean, I really feel like we're we're now like it's harder now to define. Tyler, I could, you messed it I up. I could yeah. be
0: coming at it, because, like, from yeah. Atari 2600 up into Nintendo 64, like, not Nintendo oh, 64 so inclusive, far. those are the games I really want to play. Because they, yeah, they're they well, built to challenge the player, they're not built with, moat for the most part, like, with stories in mind, Though, like, that's the quote-unquote era that I collect. Right.
1: And, well, and, like, now you can definitely see that games are meant to be uh, not all games, but most games are meant to be like the the AAA titles are meant to be a narrative experience, where that wasn't what what games' main focus was before.
0: And that's where I think that the kind of the 2006 cutoff with the Xbox 360 comes into effect. That's the one point where you can say, "All right, this is where games definitely have changed from I'm I need to beat this game to I'm going to play through this game." And there's going to be checkpoints, and there's going to be cutscenes, and it's going to be an experience. It's not going to be me versus the game.
2: So, Tyler, what would you say, because, like, for Johnny and I, may, or myself, I would say, like, the Atari age, the Nintendo age, the PlayStation age, how would you define your categories of history? Would it be, like, 2D age?
1: Well, that's what he said, I think,
2: you 2D. But
0: I mean, I would. you know, the, you can go, like, ages. with the garbage, like, the Odyssey and all the stuff before that. That can be, like, the pre-cartridge era or something. Uh, I guess it can't you well, can't like really fair call it has like fair child fair and child had, have nostalgia. Yeah, they have carts. But I mean, I think 77 to 95 can be the golden age of video games or to 94 whatever. Huh, fight me. Okay. Well, no. I <laughs> change my mind. And then there we'll, is we'll no silver age a picture because, of you. Forget silver age. Everything <laughs> after that I would call it the early 3D era. And then everything else I would call modern because I don't think games have changed all that much in the past 10-12 years.
2: Well, we need to move away from the well, comic uh, thing, like a gold and silver. It well, needs nah, games need to have their own de- defining. Well, characteristics. they they
0: do, but you,
1: like, this is this there's still why, golden ages why, in
2: the world. Yeah, age. there's still ages.
1: People, well, people. It's easy for people to identify, assign value to, and kind of figure out where it. Is. It gives you guideposts to to create the discussion. But does right. baseball
2: collecting, like, do people call? What do they call those ages? You know, like I in don't coins. Know. It's the there's same a thing. The golden age so. of Hollywood,
0: what, right?
1: You well, know yeah, but, you know about coins. You yeah. tell me
2: what do people call coins? They don't call them like gold, silver, do,
0: bronze. Do
1: they call them like what what do they call them? Do they I actually think ancient them
2: US? You know, like they'll go ancient, you know, world US and that's always how they've done it. Okay. So there's but, but there are three like big ones, but big with ones.
1: within those ones and tell me if you know, like do they have like th- like specific focuses within each of um, them?
2: yes, and then it's defined by what type of collector are you? Are you a bust half collector? Are you a Mercury dime collector? Are you a, you know, a Lincoln penny collector? So it's defined by the thing just like in games, maybe eventually people will just be defined as an n64 collector.
1: Well, I mean, I think we do that, but the I think problem collectors kind of do that now. But the problem is in gaming
2: marker. there's 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 so many different aspects. You could be a cart n64 collector or a complete in box like our conversation or sealed you know so there's there's different layers whereas comics or um, coins there's not you know like a bust half collector is a bust half collector is a bust half they're all are you know it's the same.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think, I don't think that the ages are necessarily going to define what people collect in the future, just because, you know, if games get more expensive and stuff, there are people, people don't want every SNES game. They're going to be, people are going to be like, yeah, I don't know. I collect RPGs because that's what I like to play. I, co- I collect Nintendo games because that's what I like to play. But
1: I, th- I think that's how, unfortunately, I think that's how a lot of people start out. Like,
0: I don't think but right now, I, I think actually do. people are like, yeah, I'm going to collect video games. So, all right, I need every Nintendo game. That's what people do. Let's do it. Well, I mean, here's how I think actually that goes. People
1: go, I like Nintendo. I, I think I'll I'll, I'll collect n- my nostalgia pieces. And they go, you know what? I think I could collect every Nintendo game. And they're like, nah, I think maybe I'll, I'll stick to, to just the games I like, the types of games I like through all these different eras. I, I think there's a lot of genre collectors. That's That was like an old episode I did where I talked about like lots of different like specific collector types. I mean, there's archetypical collector types just everywhere. Um, who who transverse systems and, and eras. But I, I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I don't. I don't think that needs to be classified here. I, I think you just need to a, a better way to define retro versus modern because that that bucket is is too big and it's the the moving target on it drives me insane. Hmm. Because like I'll never be able to like. Because if you tried to have that conversation, and I've, I've said this, but... Like, if I'm trying to talk to you about Nintendo, and you're like, Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a retro collector, too. You want to take a look at my Xbox stuff? I'm like, no. No, I don't. I mean... I- I, I have Xbox stuff, sure. So we can talk about Xbox collecting. But don't tell me you're a retro collector. I just look at you, but they could like you're insane. You know, they could
2: be 26 or something. I, to them, well, it's retro. I know. That's, That's why thing. I'm saying it needs definition. Yeah.
1: That's why I'm saying they're not wrong. The our language right now and how we talk about it is wrong. So give people better language. But give I feel people like better. We're tools. Further away
2: from that answer now than ever.
1: Mm, you know, like I, it's, I don't know. It's, I'm it's just gonna to to disagree with Tyler. It.
2: You do disagree with them?
1: I I well. I don't necessarily. I don't think Tyler's wrong. I yeah. disagree with him, but I don't think he's wrong. Which is uh, that's just a sticking point. And I think Tyler feels the same way, but um, I don't speak for Tyler. Tyler, how, how do you feel? You disagree with me, but you don't think I'm wrong, or, or you just say Johnny's wrong.
0: With... I mean, you're usually wrong, but I mean, what?
1: wow, I that, that, <laughs> no one actually thinks that. Especially in this, the Tyler always has to
2: be contentious know. too, like with the conversation. Yeah. Always have to be the difficult one to like. Throw this whole monkey wrench into our conversation of like. Were you a middle child, Tyler?
0: <laughs> I was the younger child. <laughs> no wonder oh. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that yeah. Makes a lot of sense. <gasps> I was allowed to do anything. Anyway. Always got something. Always to prove having it. to feel like <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah, bust. I gotta
1: do something different. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so what? No, uh, no. I, 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 I made, made that, that middle child joke as a middle child.
2: Up. Are we? Are we, ki- are we? <sighs> no, it's completely. That's the thing, and I think your your argument is somewhat valid, but now it makes it very difficult because you have to either go with the programming of games you know 2d to 3d to online or go with the Johnny and I way of the historical I, you know like we're, they're two completely opposite either way we right agree, now we're coming we up we with agree where where the, right? the
1: breakpoints are we agree mostly where the breakpoints are yeah. but we don't necessarily agree where the breakpoint should be defined going forward
0: See, like do you can you think of a thing that would cause a breakpoint going forward I, I just think VR. Uh, I think digital
2: too. Like I think I think the future of gaming. This when cards go away and discs go away. Yeah, we pretty much are almost at the end of like potential collecting. Aside from place things like limited run creating like collectors pieces. I think twenty years from now, all gaming will be full digital. Um, for the most part, generally speaking. So there will be a clear I defining. hope it is sooner than that. It could be. No, I it very well so. could be. We could be the next generation. We should
1: already have been yeah. there, but people want to be able to sell their games to GameStop. Yeah. It's insane that, that, it is insane that GameStop has defined anything mm-hmm. to me uh, because they are so garbage. <laughs> Guys, stop letting GameStop be any kind of decision-making factor in your lives forever.
2: And your opinions actually affected me. I don't shop at GameStop anymore because no, I kind of hate bags. them because of what you talk yeah, about.
1: They're shitbags. Um, they're a shitbag predatory company that they prey on. You, the consumer, they prey against people who actually make games. They are the fucking worstest.
2: But as a, from a collector's perspective, like you said, they've kind of uh, allowed... The physical medium to carry on that, into this like, generation, yeah, they, like they, the reason we they stole. have done
1: that, but there would have, but, but you know this: yeah. the market defines demand, right? So the demand is there. So if the demand was there, someone else would have come and they would have been They didn't
2: need to be a GameStop to do that. This could be the last generation, though, of physical media I for the so. most part. I hope so. So gaming will have a, a direct cutoff eventually. People, because you, you're not going to define as collectors in the future, like oh, the digital age, like because you don't collect it. You're not going to unless you have a physical, like a card. Yeah, well, I, so, that's, that's why I kind of like the
1: like whatever the dominant console was, like yeah. just calling it their era because they, for whatever reason, they won. Though people will contend whether 360 did or not, but I, I, I still think it did. I and that think ties it 360. Into,
2: did. That ties into society too, like the Roman age, yeah. even though there's other, you know, the Greek yeah, yeah. age. Even though there's so many other countries, like people historically look back and go, yeah. you know, the age of, you know, yeah, Europe to, was, to the victory goes the spoils. Yeah. So,
0: so what well, you're you're saying that 2000? So you would call 2000 like we're agreeing 2006 is the breakpoint, or Xbox 360 is the breakpoint. You call that the Xbox age, though? Yeah, I would call it the 360 age. Yeah. Yeah, even though they were they were rising. So, what up was pre- the most popular console that came out in that age? Uh, still the 360. Was it the yeah. Nintendo Wii actually? <laughs> Oh, I guess
1: it looks that's like fair. they won. So it's Nintendo. Tech- we well, Sorry, but they guys. didn't. No, no, they sold more consoles, but they did not sell more games.
2: But also, they didn't win the the like the mind share. The, the, yeah. They didn't win the um, the what they did like for online gaming and how revolutionary that was. So
0: they brought the same experience from PC to consoles. Revolutionary, no, yeah, but it but it also
2: a popul- it popular it pop culturized it. Just well, like how um for comic books like superman pop cultureized comics like there were comics before like we talked about but but pc there was you know online gaming but the general public wasn't fully aware of how how powerful online gaming was and 360 did that so that's kind of why it will go down as a very, um, and I personally don't like 360. You know, I never, I wasn't yeah. a big 360 gamer, but you got to remember how how powerful it actually was and and the importance that it had on gaming's legacy and the future of gaming.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think they did a lot. Like, I actually at the end of that of the end of that cycle, right? I actually wound up liking the uh, PS3 more for the hmm. games it made. But the I liked more the Xbox for the experience it gave me, and the controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, the controller was just
2: Because a- also what's funny is in the future, people won't know what we're talking about with Xbox, because it's not like you can go back and just get an Xbox 360 console and have the exact same experience that a young Johnny did in, in the year 2006. Yeah. You know, like, the problem with online gaming is, once the system dies, so does the servers. You know, so does that experience. But... The mem like the legacy that it created is what's important. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Well, it's so for now. Like right now, uh, what is this age? Like I, I question whether Xbox, Nintendo. Or uh, PlayStation are actually winning right now. Is this actually the Steam era? Like, I is this the Steam era of games? We're the
2: tail end of the still the Xbox 360 age. Well, the, the Xbox age. Well, I just, yeah, I mean, it's
0: weird to base an age on one console when it's like we're not. No one has an Xbox 360 anymore. You know, like PS3 well, or PS4 is kind of like that's the dominant console right well, that, now. That's not true. Everyone who has got an Xbox One pretty much has a 360. Well, sure, they, they still have a 360, but it's like, you know, saying something is the Atari age, if you want to go to that. It's like, cool, Atari kind of had one shot at things, and then they fell off. Calling something the Nintendo age when the NES came out, though, that's, it's like Nintendo's most popular, one. or, you know, I don't know, did we outsell NES, right? So calling that the Nintendo age, I feel like, is selling short how Nintendo still exists, kind of. Well, no, I just think, I think, like, uh, you know, it comes down to victory
1: right and like you said mindshare, and i i think that's really it no one really perceives the wii as the thing that that did it and like nintendo took a new philosophy to gaming with the wii when they saw they could no longer really compete after the gamecube market so they they switched strategies hmm. so like i i don't know if they kind of exist in this kind of otherness era But, like, outside of that. But I I think it's not unfair to to let whoever was the victor call it. But I I don't know if we're beyond the 360 era. But if we were... I. like, is it going to Steam? Is it going to to the online models? Uh, you know,
2: this could what, be the last age, almost yeah. before digital.
1: Like, and maybe it's digital. maybe maybe it's unfair to call it the Xbox 360. Maybe maybe the era is actually just defined by the online that, era. Okay, yeah.
0: so that has two syllables. I was going to say, from a practical standpoint, the Xbox 360 era just has way too many syllables, and no one would ever say that.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it should be called the Xbox age, though, kind well, of in I, a way. Well, I, the original I don't know, Xbox no,
1: kind almost, of ruins that, though. Well, I, but, I, I think that's why I, I don't necessarily agree because I, I don't think any, there was a clear winner during any of that, yeah. really. Um, that's why I said, like, initial, uh, there's things about the PlayStation I like. There's even things about the Wii that I liked, and definitely things about the 360. But really, what defined that generation for me was online play. That was, yeah. it was a new way that I played games. But and that's
2: why I, this conversation is so difficult because the reason we don't to this day call it anything specifically, it's just freaking way too hard to define you know you can't and i don't know if it'll ever be definable that's the thing i because i've thought about this for a long time i've always thought about this topic and i still to this day cannot fully pin down an articulatable you know understandable definition for any of this it's not easy like how gold silver bronze and modern are i i
1: I think i feel fairly comfortable with with where I stand, I know
2: you do, but in the in the context of every collector kind of being on board, you know what I'm saying. If like everybody just listens to me, it'll be fine. <laughs> well, maybe, but everyone in, in in the other collectible industries, they all like it's just a universal thing. They all know it, and it makes sense.
1: Well, uh, this I mean, doesn't
2: make sense. Well,
1: no, I I think I I think
2: if you you have to loosen
1: up your grips a little bit and like what your definitions are just a little. So, like saying to the victor goes the the spoils, right? If we're defining like that, I think it's fine to call it but what happens when there's no clear victor which is what i think happened which is currently happening right now so this is just a fine if there's a new thing that comes along like let's say uh in a year or three years whatever consoles really just kind of go away because they're fairly unnecessary tyler and i talk about this and he'll tell you how every console is just a stupid computer except the switch anyways Mm -hmm. so is are we just in the steam age then like did totally. steam just totally nail it and that's really the kind of gaming experience people want so we'll just call it the steam era well, like the future forward. will
2: define that too like yeah. looking back on it we'll re- re- go and like everything will become like that and we'll go wow this was the this was what kind of started right. it
1: Right so right
2: now it's hard to define because we're in kind of that yeah what kind still. of
1: in it so that's why I think calling it the online era is yeah. fine because that's the defined thing. There was no winner. the winner was online really right yeah. and that inclu- that encompasses things like Steam because steam is a thing that is a real and like I know we neglect it because this is really collecting based but mm-hmm. as far as uh, people who play games and define that, steam isn't really a thing because you don't really buy a physical object.
2: Do you guys have Steam either I do you? Yeah. You do yeah.
1: I, 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 I mean, I don't use it that much. Oh, you
2: guys both Ta- have it yeah, yeah steam awesome. is huge i've never I've, yeah steam it is like. yeah steam is gigantic wow. i mean
1: because you don't play that much yeah but steam is like a ridiculous so
2: juggernaut of a thing that, it is a viable you
1: yeah know. yeah it's basically uh it's basically the pc console so you know, it very
2: like, well could be like right now maybe it could be the Atari age nintendo age playstation age and then almost
0: a the steam or online age yeah the modern yeah, I think age until something better comes oh yeah that's fine. I mean, but that's, modern that's fine too. Yeah. It's just like everything you say. Like if you say Xbox, I'm going to think immediately of the original Xbox. Because if you say online, like I'm going to think you know EverQuest, Unreal Tournament, and Burnout Three are the games I play online. So
1: uh, this is what I'll, uh, well, I mean that also doesn't sell short things like I mean also uh, for kicking it, cl- keeping it specific to collecting, then you can kind of weed some of that stuff okay, out. Well, hold on, if you're just we're talking keeping about Keeping it specific to games collecting.
0: Let's go get a real big box PC collector on here, and they will fight you about everything especially the online thing they'll be like well never winter nights came uh, out in 1985 uh, but I or think, whatever.
1: yeah well and it was it was like 95 right or 97 i had never winter nights.
2: but like what i said tyler it's, it's pc always was ahead of the curve and they were always way ahead of their time but the per general population was not aware like it's it was only such a small like part of society that was actually that ahead of their time playing pc games the thing is is when did the general public like really start to get on board? That's kinda how things are always defined historically. Yeah. You know? 'Cause comic books too, the same thing. There were plenty of comic books before Superman, you know, like but why does it why does it start there? Yeah, you know? When, when, so PC's when did, the same when thing. Did people, I mean, if we, when did people embrace it?
0: Take a worldwide Peace. perspective in the UK, like microcomputers are what defined, you know, the eighties and nineties, not the consoles at the time. Well, um,
1: but I mean that that's not necessarily it for for all things. I, I'm just like trying to think like why I would call it the online air. Also things like Warcraft. I don't want to sell things like all yeah. like all of the subscription based MMOs that came out which which introduced a whole population of people who weren't really gaming back to gaming. But that's what I was saying. Like that's us talking about it uh, from like a gamer perspective. But I still think that works for collecting too, right? If you just yeah. say this is uh, currently we're in the modern age and it's kind of defined by online until it shifts away from that.
2: And then it'll have a name. Yeah. that's the thing. you you're in whatever area you're in. It doesn't have a definition yet. Right. History hasn't been able to look back objectively with a clean, you know, be able to observe it objectively so and have an answer.
1: I, I Tyler, I
2: think we've kind of got to the. I mean, this was just a
1: conversation episode, and I just wanted us to talk about it. So I, I want to give you guys both a chance to give some final thoughts on it, if you want, and then we can, we can start wrapping into the second start of the show. I want to talk to Eric a little bit more about him. Um, but, Tyler, final thoughts?
0: Well, I mean, you want to just do a recap? On, on what we have decided and we have similar breakpoints and we could talk about why you're wrong and why I'm right um no i, I don't
1: No I don't recap. Think we need. all right we're not no, going we to do it guys you came to this
0: episode <laughs> to hear what the video game errors are and we didn't Well n- no no no. no this was a conversation episode
1: okay. this was us having a discussion about it this was not uh, even though i said just listen to me and t- and, and you'll be right <laughs> uh, and that's why Tyler's is constantly wrong because he never yeah. ever does that but this was us just talking about, like what what the idea is. This is
2: it's making people aware to so they can even right think exactly. About it. So like it's, I'm it's encouraging
1: a, everybody else to yeah. that's listening to go have this conversation, message us and tell us what you think about it. Because as Tyler came at me with a different perspective that yeah. I wasn't exactly prepared for. I'm, there are, I'm sure there's other perspectives. It's out planting there as the
2: well. seeds for I, for somebody else someday could come up with the actual term. Right. We're just like we don't. Yeah, you we're don't just know. having the.
1: Yeah. This is just us having the time. So this is a very conversational yeah. episode. All right. Um, so I guess so my my
0: final thoughts then would be that, as you always say, video game collecting is a relatively new hobby, and video games in general. You know, we've got like four decades behind us compared to comic books have over a hundred years to look back on. And we've had time video games have changed a lot faster than comic books have like the silver age of comic books lasted a whole lot longer than the NES era of video games. So oh yeah, we might be talking about it in too small. Correct. It, it's just, it's something that, you know, in when we're old men looking back on this with our collections, I think it, it, maybe we'll have a clearer perspective on how things really shook out. Mm. Um, and it'll be easier, you know, when video, where we see where video games go from now if video games basically stop changing and we stay in the modern era for 30 years and it's like, it's like comic books where, where things don't change quite as quickly, then maybe it'll be easier to place things into era in the future.
2: The thing though, Tyler, I think we're, we're reaching the end of physical gaming though. You know what I'm saying? To where as from collectors, there will, we're going to have to define, well, I mean, defining. I think that's
1: happening to comics yeah. too, right? Like- uh,
2: kind of, but for some reason they've, they found a niche of Marvel. They release, you know, they don't print as much as they used to and they release variants that are popular. Well, know, I mean they world. they had to
1: switch their model, but I yeah. mean things like comicology and stuff are they are grabbing. They are grabbing, you know, sales sales from like
2: your local shop, right? The, yeah. I mean there is people who read just out of convenience on their on their device. Things are getting more digital in the comic world, but I think it might happen faster in gaming and less you know, they kind of follow the, the comic book model of releasing, a, you know, a small print run of, of physical media. and Because I think that would be popular, you know. Like, I think people would still be into it. So, that could happen, too. But I, I think we might be going towards the end of physical, yeah. you know.
1: Any was, any other thoughts on ages?
2: You yeah. Uh, also, the other thing is when we look back on the history uh, for the gold and silver and, and bronze, they were defined – or spoken about even before people clearly did it. And when we look back on our history, we had the websites Atari Age and Nintendo Age that kind of did that. So in a way, they were kind of the first ones. And it was, it was a a cultural phenomenon.
1: Well, I think those guys that. were like comic book guys. I just think those were like comic guys who kind of saw what that was like and probably but, applied that kind of knowledge already. Yeah. Inbred knowledge in, and I think, and spit it out. but I think
2: those work like in, when you look back on the history because gold, they were all spoken about before, but it wasn't fully defined, but it was defined by people that knew the collectible world. So, historically we're all going to look back and Atari age and all those things might not be around in the future, but they were a part of the history of collecting, you know? Yeah. And there was, there was that time period where we all spoke about it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I thought I would have had a more of an opinion, but I'm a little no, I'm no, more confused than ever now on, all the, right. on the definitions. Well,
1: I, I thank you for sitting down and uh, sharing your opinion with us. And also you, Tyler.
2: I'm
0: just Always. here.
2: Even though... He, yeah, you're just he here. Has to throw a monkey wrench into
1: it. <laughs> yeah, he's fighting us I'm all the time. I'm sorry
0: I disagree. I don't think that gamers and no. collectors have to have different ages.
1: I didn't... I don't think we said that we're coming
0: from different perspectives, though, and I don't know. Yeah. All right.
1: I don't think they... I don't think we agree. I don't think we disagree with you there. I don't think no. there needs to... We just need to have a definition. But... That's it for that topic. I hope you guys are as interested in this as I am. If not, then tell me you don't want to hear conversation episodes anymore, and we'll see if I listen to that. Do or
2: people not. actually like write you guys? They and do. Ask you they, questions I, they write uh, me. Like, yeah. Yeah. They,
1: yeah. they. I get a lot of DMs about yeah. like stuff, and I get like messages on SoundCloud and stuff. Opinions
2: on how the episodes go. Yeah. People kind of sometimes bust your balls a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They... I
1: got I got people who huh. who I I've got a dedicated group of people who are aren't afraid to voice their opinion about episodes hmm. to me.
0: So, which, I got two which, messages over the course of my run on the show. Thanks guys. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> well. Wait. Tyler, you you got to branch out and make yourself more approachable.
2: <laughs> What's like the one thing that somebody's told you that that is harsh but also like kind of true where you're like, "Hmm, you know, maybe I should listen to that. It kind of rings true." Uh, Have you ever, uh on for me or for Tyler. Yeah, for me like a DM that somebody that's, you know.
1: Um they they told me they wanted <laughs> longer content. Hmm. I had one. Well, I had one person tell me that they love the microcast, and there's actually not one. I have like four or five people who were like, "Oh, thank you for these," because I don't have, I don't want to do this f- with you for an hour and a half. Hmm. So I try to be conscious about that, though. We, I mean, I don't mind some episodes going on. We have a guest like, let's just, I, we are not going to get you in, in here every day. So yeah. let, let's let's use the time we have together and, and talk for as long as we can go. But um, yeah, I mean, there's some things like. In our first couple episodes, I took everybody's criticism, not personally, but I took it to heart. Like, I didn't know my audio channels were totally jacked up mm. and you could just hear me, <laughs> like breathing into people's ears, which is a little gross. And like, that's not exact, but I was new to it. I yeah, wasn't yeah. like, I, I didn't that. know how to do it. So now I think. It's less criticism about that. It's like, oh, yeah, I like that type of episode is really the stuff I get. Like, oh, I want to hear more <laughs> of this. Like, I know people want more finance episodes. I know people like – but it's a it's a different mix. Some people really want more entertainment in their episodes. Some people want more facts. Uh, and we walk a line here. And a, for anyone who's uh, confused – Uh, We are an educational slash entertainment podcast. Hopefully you learned some things, but hopefully we were also entertaining. It's not like an edutainment game where my sole goal is to educate you. Uh, Sometimes the sole goal is to be entertaining, um, or at least for me, because I primarily like I don't this why we don't take pay for it. This is why I don't typically do sponsors or anything is I do this for for my interest, for my love. I am my guiding light here. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I would never listen to criticism, but as I'm primarily doing that, I I'm not that I'm not worried about selling something. Yeah. So I don't have to absorb that too much. Not to say I'm opposed to criticism because you know I'm not. I I, I like criticism yeah, I, yeah. when people are critical with me. As long as it's
2: honest and you feel. Well, yeah, yeah. Not just trying to be a douche.
1: Yeah, you can it. just tell me, hey, Johnny, you suck. Like yeah. I hate your podcast, which I've had people do. Your podcast sucks. You should stop doing it. I was like, well, okay. You should
0: stop have, doing it. I think nobody yeah, should enjoy that? this because it's not to my taste.
1: Yeah, well, and I get people who, who do that. I get some direct mens- messages like, you're a fucking asshole. I don't know why anyone listens to you. I'm like, well, that's harsh. But okay, uh, I have a nice life. Like, I mean, I'm not personally offended. Like, I should be, but whatever. There's yeah. always going to be people who are like that.
2: Personally, I like the episodes as an outside listener. You know, I like the. I see. I feel this episode is almost a little too heavy on the like the the education or content. Like, yeah. I love it when you kind of go off on your little tangents, or you and Tyler battle back and forth a little more than even this episode. We were, well,
1: this is kind of a different style episode yeah. than we've ever done either. Too like we don't have that many conversational. This was this was like a, probably actually the first that I would define that's just like this. So it's a little different. Yeah. We were I mean, trying something. I love it here. when
2: you like go off on your voices and your rants. And I, your you
1: know, I don't do the voices as much as I used to. People, people do tell me I don't do the voices. As much. I don't know. I don't know why people. Uh, I, they're not particularly great or anything, but people yeah. like them.
2: That might be why, though, because they kind of suck, but they're like funny. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah.
1: This this guy, like man, Eric is a compliment, uh, and. A backhand all in one. It's <laughs> always the backhand. Oh yeah, you should do them some. You should do voices more. They kind of suck, but I think that's why people like them. Yeah, it's funny. Johnny, you're so handsome. You're at least a California four, which is what I was told <laughs> earlier. I
0: got a North Carolina <laughs> seven, just so our listeners know. Yeah, that's not too bad though. You know, see, I know North Carolina I, probably not renowned. for I don't beauty, think like anyone California. being like if
1: seven is an average. Like usually seven is an average out of. I mean. That's not how average is actually defined, but people think that average lies around seven. Yeah. Like that's a C. Uh, you're like you're an F. You're a <laughs> fifty. You're uh, you're you're worse than an F. You're like yeah. if you got forty percent in the class, you'd be really offended. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you're like, yeah, you suck. Yeah. Thank I'm like thank you.
2: A North and like, Carolina yeah. seven though is like a California five, so it is kind of a backhanded insult yeah. in a weird way. Well, yeah, you wouldn't so, put North so.
0: Carolina in something to make it better. Just I understand. Yeah, that. exactly.
2: Yeah. So, Johnny is a California, you know, f- 4.5 oh, four got five. A 0.5 there. But then a North Carolina, oh uh, man, maybe like a 7.75. Wow. Oh, and nice. the facial hair kind of bumped him up a little bit. Yeah.
0: Johnny, you just like make an offhand comment, put on a white hood, and you come up to like an eight in North Carolina. <laughs> oh, whew, gross. <laughs> Let's, wow. I'll, I guess if you want to go there,
1: if I, uh, if I decided I enjoyed relations with men, I would be like, uh, I'd be like a bare nine. Oh you would actually yeah, oh, and
2: yeah you would be very popular. Yeah.
0: I would That I that see would that. It, it would be my prime right there. Was, yeah, yeah. I can make you a grinder profile and see how you do over here. Uh
1: p- please don't. don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm not. I'm not interested <laughs> or in the
1: market. Anyways, uh, you wanted a tangent, Eric. There you go. Loved it, <laughs> Gave loved it, it to you. And here's a <laughs> wacky voice for you too. Yes. And, all right. Great. All right. Uh, let's go into the second part of the episode where we talk. Uh, well, actually, let's let's give a little bit more rundown, Eric. Just so people know, how many games do you own? That's
2: a good question. You know, I don't, I'm not. You're not a counter. No, right? I'm not sure. you yeah, don't, I don't know. know? No clue. What do you think, Johnny? You've seen my collection. Like I think it's probably one k, one k. Maybe that would probably be a good assessment. Yeah, it's not, it's not like a terrible amount. It's a wall and a half. Yeah. of stuff, and then some extra, you know, things piles. Well,
1: I mean, I don't, out. I don't count the the piles. I count yeah, like yeah. what you, your display
0: collection. Yeah. So, wait, yeah. you don't have. You don't know what you have. You just keep it all no. in your head.
1: Yeah, kind of. er, yeah. Eric is oh, like, see, he he's really weird because he is like, he's such an elite collector. He has so many good, Not beautiful, you, you know, you
2: you it's have just, so many beautiful, high quality titles. This is the thing I've been collecting since two thousand, like, two time period. I know, and it and 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 I and I've I had to like whittle down and then kind of like change my style. You always picked up the good stuff. And it's conscious. It's a conscious effort. I used to have like tons of stuff. Did you get rid I, of that bit trip? Bit trip. What's that? The the Game Boy game, oh Trip World, oh Trip World. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Funny. I still yeah. have it. Nick m- might want to buy it though. Yeah,
1: so that's why I'm saying, like, like that's why I'm saying he's just got like the most beautiful copy of Trip World yeah. you've ever seen. I got lucky just on like that chill, one. just chilling out. That's why he's like, oh, I got a couple. Of no, that's, dude, the guy's collection is is, is cool premium. Yeah, it's awesome. pre- so, it's all premium, it, it's, and he doesn't know what it is.
0: You know, all Don't his mean, games are no, good. Like, he doesn't have it written down, so he's heard yeah. of every single thing in his collection. Like I can look at my wall. And it's like Orb 3D on NES. I don't even know what that game is, so I would would never remember that.
2: No, I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily say that because I don't play every single game I own. But I will, like for Nintendo, I don't really necessarily like collecting sports titles unless it's, you know, an SNK, you know, Baseball Stars game, you know, because I like it because SNK. Um, I'll collect things based on rarity or popularity and then but you'll other collect that, like if...
0: known games you won't like you yeah, don't have yeah, to go through that that bullshit you know 200 mm. games in any snes that no one's ever heard of that yeah. you know, are just there to complete do... the checklist
2: yeah, I do like obscure, but it has to be like kind of a, a cool obscure game, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, you, know? you
1: do a lot of things like I do. Like this seems obscure. Like I think in five years, this is going to be a thing. So you you speculate a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, like back in the day, I used to buy you know Bucky O'Hare. Nobody thought it was like yeah. it was cheap. I paid for it sealed. I paid you know, and this was in two thousand like eight. I bought it for like eighty bucks. You know, yeah. nobody's looking for it, but I knew it was a good game even back then. Nowadays, I feel like most like everything's known it's above ground. Whereas back in the day, like metal warriors or even Hagane, you could buy those games and they were still expensive for the time, but compared to nowadays, they were cheap. Yeah. You know, like it was still the wild west of collecting. Whereas if you were kind of a collector that was into the history and like what games were really good on that system, you could get ahead and like pick and choose and pull out games and get them on the cheap. Nowadays, that just doesn't work, unfortunately.
1: Well, yeah, I, I think you're, it's it's a different methodology now. You're, and you have to be looking at newer systems. I think you can still do that you with, can, like, with, PlayStation. Like, systems that are a little less mined.
2: Yeah, I think, like, the Wii still has, you know, you can yeah. do it. But I think PlayStation has pretty much been harvested no, for I the most think, part. No, I don't think. I think PlayStation. Really? I still think there's some ge- I th- like, I, like Name some. What, um, what do you think a well, hidden gem that's kind of still... I mean, like I one mean, that's, that's going to
0: go into the mainstream light, like a Bucky yeah. O'Hare has. Like, you might find well, like yeah. a yeah. good uh, game, but not one. That a Geico, much. like
1: a, a, a Geico, G I C K O, or whatever. Like, it's a game, like, I don't, I, it's on like some people's radar, but it's still like a $40 game, but it could easily be a $150 game, you know? Hmm. I, I think there's, in the PlayStation, especially because the library is so big, you know, at like $1,300. Yeah, it is, games, yeah. I, I still think there's Bucky O'Hare's in there to find. I, I don't think, I don't think that, like, Everything isn't known. Yeah. I don't there, think it's there is still a
2: little bit of room to figure out. Yeah, that's that why. I,
1: um, but the Wii, I think, is definitely a, a system that can but, be mined for a while.
2: But I feel like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, those have pretty much been mined. It's oh, yeah, pretty yeah. rare to find a game still that you're like, you know, like a. Maybe now it is like a Big Sky Troopers. I don't know if it's necessarily a no. great game, but well, it's JVC, it's so. kind of an okay game. Yeah, you know, well, maybe some days people will be like, "Oh, it's a great game." Like now, it's going to be more expensive. I don't know if those really exist too much. Like, like Rockin' Castle was a great example of like a good yeah. NES game that for the longest time it was only 15, 20 bucks. Yeah, and you then know, finally, you could buy it at CIB for. But now
1: everyone looks at Atlas games and says like, yeah. "Oh shit, it's an Atlas game." So let's let's look.
2: At uh, another good game uh, DS I think still maybe has some room, but like DS Monster Tail, I noticed. It's that game is fantastic on the DS. And nowadays I notice it's like a, you know, it's way more expensive. It used to be $5. Yeah. And people now are going, this is a good game and it's moderately uncommon.
1: Right. Um, um, and but because that, it's a good publisher,
2: I think it's, yeah. I forget level five or f- one of those companies. That yeah. i not does sure. Monster Tales, somebody that's kind of a prominent publisher,
1: but that that's where we are in games. Like you, yeah. we've moved as time goes by, of course, more things will be known,
2: but that's what makes game collecting fun yeah. too, is those, those, Periods of like being kind of the one on the cusp. Yeah, of, that's
1: well, that's why I'm saying you you are a person who will speculate, and your speculation, your nose for collecting is, is sound enough that you usually get it right.
2: So, and I like to go, I like to delve into the history and the you know that kind of stuff, even though I don't play. I always kind of know what games.
1: Well, are and men. you pay attention to publishers, which is a big yeah. deal for collectors. So, if you don't pay attention to publishers for and you want to speculate, that's something Eric would tell you. I'm sure that's mm. a major thing to do.
0: So, Eric, yeah. actually, I don't think we've yeah. gone into it a lot but do you uh collect the same way for modern games like are you going through like ps3 and ps4 looking for what's going to be the hot stuff in 20 years Hmm.
2: okay i have an interesting thing i wanted to bring up so this is what my dad taught me when i was younger and i think he's right and i try to tell most collectors that are starting to trying to get started in industry so for all collectible industries historically when you look back let's let's take uh baseball cards for example um, baseball cards weren't defined as a collectible industry or cards in general until around 1972 to 1975. And, be- and comic books fall into that same category. So for video games, when I think about games, I think that when the public really started to think, you know, these, these are collectible. It was probably around 2002 when the really early collectors like myself started getting into yep. it. And then to about 2005 or six era, when it really kind of blew up mainstream. So for me, I don't necessarily get excited about going into the new stuff because it's like comic books, like any most Bronze Age and beyond, everyone knew to keep them in good shape by that point. They were, they're not uncommon. Now, sure, there are hype titles like Punisher, the first Punisher or Wolverine, you know, the first Wolverine, but they were printed there was a high print run, and for the most part, you can find them in pretty darn good shape. Whereas if you go back pre-1972, it's really hard to find things in good shape because kids back then had no clue to keep Spider-Man books. You know, all of us as kids play Nintendo, how many of us actually kept our games in boxes? I didn't. No, me either. I threw them away, and I very rarely would I keep a manual. Everything was tossed. And I just played the game, and I did not treat those games well either. And then the parents, when we got older and went to college, our parents gave them away at a garage sale or tossed them, just like how you know the parents of our parents' generation with comic books all got thrown away. you know, baseball cards all got thrown away, or the kids before that collectible, like when they were defined as collectible, put them in the spokes of their bikes.: So that's what, what
1: you're saying so, is that there's uh, PlayStation is a known quantity. People know, know to collect now. A so. little bit
2: more so. But however, this yeah. is the thing with PlayStation, the first PlayStation. They're very prone to condition. It's so rare to look at a disc on a PlayStation game and have it be mint. So in the future for PlayStation, I think what's going to define the, the, the value is the condition of the disc, and if it's been resurfaced.
1: And for things like PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, you just avoid. Pretty,
2: I don't avoid them, but I don't go out of my way for them. Okay. I'll buy them when they're really cheap, but I would never fall into the hype of like, oh, you know, um, this game is is a rare title on the PlayStation. Like Gravity
1: or something on like PS4.
2: Three or I have four no ones. idea. See, even there, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, or for Wii U, what's like the hot Wii U title? Like, nothing. Hello Kitty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a few. There's like well, Hello Kitty, and there's a few like. But
1: but that's getting a reprint. Yeah, on that. that's not uh, even see, exclusive. Oh, there's the other.
2: This is the other interesting thing about modern. Anything post PS One, um, they can now. Come out with HD remasters. It's kind of, I think, the, the, anything post the PS1 era, we're gonna, it's gonna be similar to how VHS to DVD to Blu-ray to, you know, like, they can be remastered. Shadows of the Colossus is. Yeah, this is the third iteration
1: of Shadow of the Colossus.
2: Before Shadow of the Colossus used to be highly, and I don't know what it is if you go on eBay, the first, you know, the PS2 version, but those, anything post PS2, anything that's great is gonna be remade or just they're gonna HD remaster it. So it's different than, like, the Bucky O'Hares or the Rocking Cats. Like, if you made a Rocking Cats, it would be a completely different game, although it kind of share the same, like, feel. It'll be like a 3D Klonoa type, like a 2.5D style. Yeah. Um, So that's... I do like... I have everything up to PS3, you know, and I like it, but I don't get excited for it. I don't necessarily, like, try to really memorize what's popular or what's not because I feel it's kind of like in the comic book world. It's just... It's like how... Nowadays, for comics, unfortunately, the industry is going towards what movies are coming out. Yeah. Like, I'm not the kind of guy that I'm going to buy the first Black Panther Fantastic 452 now because Black Panther just blew up. Like, I would have wanted to have bought bought it, you know, five years ago. Um, So...
0: But you, I just s- you sound they, like the kind them. of guy who got in early on Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Edition, though, right? Manufacturer collectibles uh, sound totally up no, your alley. I never.
2: I, <laughs> I, never thought to even buy that because everyone that buys that will keep it. You're, every single yep. Street Fighter, even though there's a limited quantity, every single one will be in the exact same condition. You know, like just like
0: limited part. run games, right? Same yeah. thing. Yeah,
2: i will yep, use... be
1: most. It's funny, like on games like that, where there's as many sealed
2: as there are mm-hmm. open, so there's no differentiate differentiator in the price i buy limited run games only if i really really want to play it um initially i kind of started buying into that hype but then they just produced too much yeah me too and i couldn't keep uh, up with it I and think, i'm like i think we're gonna have to go
1: on a ban of even talking about limited run on the podcast we talk about them it's a lot of free publicity
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i sold all my i think johnny bought a lot of them Breach and clear you got the just, first one just, just which the is one. just the one i got for worth me. money i mean this yeah. it's But everyone's, every breach and clear is going to be the copy that Johnny got. Like, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I like things based on, you know, like Spider-Man number three, you know, it's, there's a wide range of, of condition and it's hard to find them in higher grade because I like that history can destroy things. Yeah. You know, I like that time has a way of, you know, when before the collectible age of these products kids treated them like garbage so it's cool to find a super mario brothers black box hang tab intact you know like personally like my favorite things to collect were the hang tabs yeah like the the early early the 1985 to 1986 hang tab like sticker seal games nice because who kept that every the stores when they hung them on the walls they punched the hang tabs nobody kept the boxes you know that's the hang tabs ex- are torn off. They're torn because they
1: were hanging on I... hang tabs and they were part of the box, and they just the weight yeah. was too great. Like, why the hell does stack up have a hang tab? Yeah. Like, who thought that that was a good idea? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that because those hang tabs are always jacked up because history. Like, nobody knew anything about like uh, treating them with respect.
1: When well, all of the ones with like converters in the carts, which made the carts yeah, just they... heavier, and so those like. When you're looking at box games, I, that's kind of one of my secrets If I think it has, it's got the converter in it. If it's in the box, I look at torn hang tabs because if it was actually hanging, mm-hmm. it, the converter is heavier, so it was more likely to tear. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and the first hang tabs, uh, when they came over here, they just basically swapped. They took the board, didn't they, and they converted it yeah. to be... The Japanese and they had to add an adapter. Yeah, that's that's why Hagan Valley and all those converters. Yeah, the kids are heavier. Most people don't really even know that to this day. Even
0: if the hang tabs were heavy duty, look at Genesis and Sega Master System games. People just cut that off. They don't want to deal with hang tabs. Yeah, yeah. But
2: even by that point, they're more prominent, and they're more prominent to be in, like, you know, um, to exist still. So, uh,
1: oh, okay. Sorry, I was just gonna say,
2: like, as time goes on, things get to be more like its condition is becomes more common. Right. Genesis games are in generally in better shape because as time goes on people start to respect things a little more. When when a, when a pop culture phenomenon becomes aware of a pop culture people respect it. Like let's say for example in the future like what's going to be the next big pop culture thing? It could be maybe we'll look back in 30 years and go Apple products. People will right. want like the first inbox, you know, Apple iPod. Well, yeah, that, like
1: our our CD is going to be a thing
2: that people no, collect. Because the thing is, it kind of ties into what I was talking about with like PS two and beyond. They can be remastered. They can be like but the, changed but, uh,
1: but there's always value in the originals, mm-hmm. right? People like there there are actually CD collectors. I think that's crazy. Yeah, uh, but there I'm are. Sure. But so, and that's the other thing. I also think the era of collector is a little oversaturated right now because the uh, people are too aware of collecting as a thing right mm-hmm. like as, as an idea for all things like and it, like too many things come in collectible bags yeah. like blind bags like too many things are considered collectible now where if you're already defining if you tell somebody on the package that this is a collectible
2: thing it's probably not collectible of course that's that's a number one definition of something that's not collectible right. it says collectible item we're in the age now where like you said Johnny we may never have like a major collectible well, it, it's thing. just gonna be it's gonna
1: be something we don't know it's something
2: yeah. we're we're not totally aware of. unaware I, just like how video games baseball cards comic completely unaware and then all of a sudden you're like wow this is a major you know historical thing i want to keep these I, and it's it's something that you're not aware of what you were know? you
0: saying Tom? No, i think yeah. that the apple thing is so interesting because kids are basically growing up in an age without physical media and everything we collect is media so like, what if they start collecting like all the players? Like, what if they're Devices? collecting like the phones that they used to have as a kid or something? Because oh, that's I'm what sure. they remember. I mean, now they want all the inbox iPads from yeah. every yeah, generation. Well, I'm, I I'm
1: sure. Like, I, I think that's a solid call. Like, hey man, oh check out this first generation Shuffle I got. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, you're a Zune collector? Are you an <laughs> idiot? <laughs> the only thing
2: I would say, for I got those, a brown one. The only thing I'd say for those, that's kind of different from gaming, is that there's so many different types that came out, you know, like for, but there's not, I mean, like kids, look at this wall of
0: games. The collectors are crazy, man. We'll collect like like, 700
2: super no, super super nintendo games but there. but like f- let's say the kids right now that are four or five and up to like 10 what they play their games on it's like they play it on an android or they play it on a, a mac type product like a little like tablet because it's tablets we're talking about yeah like, become collected
1: well i, I, just so I think with types. apple uh, well i mean i think with yeah. apple and like some of my some of the big ones and then i think you'll get into uh people who collect the the 3do version of that and they're like yeah. oh look i've got this HTC and people are going to be like, no one gives a shit about HTC, dude. Yeah. Come on.
2: It would be cool. Like I've even thought about like getting the original Apple, you know, the first gen. It would be cool to find them and buy. I don't. They're hard to find. That's yeah. the thing. They actually are rare. Well, yeah, because they are like, major. Like when you think about how how revolutionary that product was, just like how games kind of are, you know, or you know, comic books. You know, it's cool. Time to speculate. So I always get on that. Go yeah, find a, one. But it's not necessarily a speculation. It's just like. I've always been into the history, or like what what defines an era. Video games defined our era, and it still is defining. You know, like the experience that people, how they all grow up. Like everybody in our age group, we all play games. Yeah, that's what's cool about games. It's like we all can we all can connect from that. So, and saying comic books were kind of like that. Baseball cards were kind of nothing's been like games. So, games were really the first unifying. Entertainment.
1: Yeah, like well I mean films and it, were and stuff. Well but, films. You know. Films really yeah. are the
2: first. But, but collectible ones. Yeah, like you right. don't collect people don't necessarily go. Well back. they do.
1: They collect a movies, but bit, those but people are crazy. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always always just like toss shade at other collectors. Like <laughs> yeah. record
2: collectors or a yeah. record collectors, Well yeah, vinyl collectors are like
1: them. a big thing. But um uh Tyler, you got any other questions for Eric? I got a few, but you mm-hmm.
0: got any? Eric so I we've disagreed on some things. I want to agree with you on one thing that Johnny Ooh. disagrees with me on. Are you one of these Ooh. people who thinks that basically everything into like the mid two thousands on basically nothing is rare?
2: Oh, actually, I think does. So Johnny agrees that nothing's rare, right? Do no, you think Johnny, that certain things-
0: Johnny says that everything needs to be put into context. If people want to say hello, kitty cruisers is rare. That's a perfectly mm. valid opinion, which is fine. But part of the reason that like, a set yeah. of modern games doesn't interest me is like there's no retail title on like you know Xbox 360 that's like really like top tier rare kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
1: But none of the, I'm, I'm going to let Eric speak. Sorry, yeah. Eric. Go ahead. I
0: think
2: oh man, I think I my if you ask me what my definite opinion on that would be would kind of tie into everyone beyond a certain time period we all keep just cuz there's maybe a lower print run, there's still there's going to be a lot more in existence than there were pre the age of like holding on to stuff. So hello kitty, you know, like however many Wii U, they made 30,000 to 50,000 print technically in, in the objective viewpoint, 50,000 is not rare, right. you know, like true rarity is like three in existence. Right. Like if they made hello kitty, Wii U three print that's rare. So, but it is in the context of also the Wii U print, you know, like if you're a Wii U collector, that's the, rare, no, I don't want context tie context.
0: S- we yeah, you in have to put into context world. on
2: that, yeah. though. It has to be a context-type thing. See, so Eric agrees do with Do I agree me. with you? Yeah. I, damn you, it.
1: You agree with I me? I want that to agree with Tyler. That, but here, but I'm a more extreme opinion. Yeah, yeah, Because people come up and say, oh, no, stadium events is rare. And I say, no, stadium events isn't mm. rare, okay? It's not rare. It, it isn't. Like, if you have something, if you have, mm. like, I think it's fine to call it rare, and I actually agree. But, if like, people start nitpicking rarity. They're like, oh, Hello Kitty isn't rare. I'm like, but if you were a coin collector, how many coins are in existence that only, like, three or four are known? Yeah,
2: I hear that's that. I've heard this conversation. Yeah, you guys yeah, have this. And, actually, rare. I do agree with Tyler, though, because you're arguing semantics. You're arguing, like, you got to put it in the context of Nintendo. Stadium events is rare in the context well, then, of no, like,
1: that's <laughs> I no, that's my opinion, that you have to contextualize Yeah. It. Because if you don't contextualize it, it is rare, nothing is rare. Well, it's yeah, rare. That's my point, though. If you don't contextualize it, none of it's rare because things that are only one or two exist—that's real rarity, right? You know, yeah, but that's. If you, but if you don't contextualize it, uh, then then that's lost. You know what's right?
2: interesting, also though, about true true rarity? Nobody cares about that shit. Like the actual rarity, when things are that hard to find, they're just they're worthless because there's no fun in the two or three items. Yeah, well, the it, truly it, rare games. Like, Game Boy's a prime example. Like, nowadays, I think it's kind of blown up a lot. But for the longest time, hardcore Game Boy collectors, to find, like, you know, whatever the rarest game would be, it would take them a year or two to find in box. Um, but they weren't necessarily expensive when they found them. Yeah, you know, because they, nobody – people want the Super Mario Brothers of that, you know, like, you know, the, of Game Boy. They want the, you know, what's ever kind of popular but a little bit rare, the Radical yeah. Rescues, the, you know, the Bart versus the Beanstalks. yeah. So true rare actually doesn't define value a lot of times. No, they
1: they, they want they want a, they want it to be hard to find, but not impossible to find. Yes, and they want it to be they want it to be a known value. People right. need to agree that it's worth the chase. Because if it's impossible to find, then it's not worth the chase.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know who. I, I mean, who do I agree with on that? Then uh, let's I, just say I you, agree you agree with Tyler.
1: And- yeah, I wanna, sure.
2: I want to agree with Tyler. That's the thing. I, I hope I do. Yeah
1: you got any other questions for no I'm, Tyler, I'm good Johnny let's go okay. with your lot okay I well I just got a few one uh, you want to talk about what's what's your most prized game possession wow
0: you gotta My you let's just I have another question do you think. have a sealed Ninja Gaiden 3
2: no I don't
0: all right so this question isn't yeah. super easy I just wanted to make sure
2: yeah <laughs> do you, you think Ninja Gaiden 3 is like the best game on nes it's, it's
0: in my ninja top 10 wow. I, I love ninja Gaiden 3 we huh. i talked about it a lot on the show
2: yeah yeah i think i've heard you mention that i didn't realize that you've heard one if
1: you've
0: listened to one episode with That's, tyler you've heard
2: that seems like a little bit of an irrational statement but
0: i think um, it's hilarious that you think you've heard me mention it and john like just, gives me crap all the time <laughs> for bringing it up
2: i love it uh, ninja Gaiden <laughs> 3 um man what is my most prized um, possession, because the problem is like a lot of this the original things that I collected, I don't have them anymore. Like the I bought, you know, Bart versus Space Mutant sealed, the Mario Brothers trilogy, you know, I don't have them. I ended up selling uh, them.
1: For- but like right now, like what? Let's say you walked into your. To your little space right yeah, now, yeah. you said. What what what's one thing you always catch a right You know, it's a cool it item makes you I, smile.
2: Yeah, you know, it's a cool item that I have, and it, it's I didn't really realize how rare it is, and maybe other collectors would be able to th- tell me. I'm not a PlayStation big, huge PlayStation collector, but I have a sealed Grinch, the Grinch game. Oh, uh, with the... But it, it's like a big box version of it. Like, it came with, I'm like, super jealous of that. Yeah, and I hear mo- every place I had a buddy come over. I forget who did, but he's like... I think it was Dennis, um, Super Nest Man, he came over. And I showed it to him, and he goes, holy shit, dude, this thing's freaking rare shit. And I, I knew it was rare, but I don't quite understand how rare Why it is. don't I have that from you? I got it from Konami, like, the actual Konami factory. Send
1: that to Johnny.
2: I, I, I love it now that I realize <laughs> I that. how, like... Obscure it is. it's kind of a cool item that I've never seen other yeah, than that. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. No, no, I'm super jealous. Yes, yeah. so, so I'm <laughs> so not super jealous unsealed. of many things.
2: That's kind of cool. I like I like showing that to like hardcore collectors like you and like, um. So that gets me excited. I do have a Hagane sealed that I bought long a time ago from Rare Bucky when I used to like kind of go for sealeds back in like 2007 or something. I bought it from him and I paid what seemed like a lot. I think it was like eighteen hundred dollars for it. It was an ass ton of money back then, you know, and I, it was a 90 VGA. Yeah. So like, I'm pretty stoked on that because it's, it's, when would I ever, I wouldn't buy it nowadays. Yeah. I can't, I could never afford it.
1: And do you want to say, do you want to say the most you've ever spent on a game or you want um, to avoid that?
2: Yeah, no, I, the most I've ever spent on a game was probably that I, 18? cause I kind of, from that point, I didn't really go into, I don't, I'm not a big, like, I don't have stadium events. I don't have NWC. I don't care. About that stuff, I my time period of buying expensive stuff was between like 2008 to 2011, and then I I then I just started going for a really obscure but not too expensive CIBs that are in good shape. Yeah,
1: which um, will get to... because you have things that are worth more far more than eighteen hundred dollars now.
2: I do, but I bought them at a time where yeah, they yeah, weren't. of course that's where I yeah. Well, I mean,
1: people was. ask me they're like, oh my god, that game's yeah. like X amount of dollars. I'm like, well, I didn't pay that much money for it. I just bought it early.
2: Yeah, I never I never would buy now a game that's over like, you know, two grand probably.
1: Two thousand is usually my cap. Like yeah. that that's I don't like to I feel really weird if I'm thinking about something more than
2: that. Actually I take that back. I might like my my favorite Nintendo game of all time is Castlevania one first print hang tab. Okay. I like the cover, I like the game. I like that it's, you know, hangtab. There's that's so many things going. Art. It's
1: got great art. There's right, so right.
2: many things going for it for me as a collector that gets me, like, excited. So if, let's say I could find a hangtab Castlevania graded and it costs, like, 10 grand. I would try to scrounge up the money yeah, to buy right. it. it. Even though it's worth way more than that. Probably. That That's
1: how much That's how much you like it.
2: Yeah, I probably would. Because it's so rare. Like, how when would you ever find, like, a hangtab Castlevania? I, I would never. I'm never looking. Never look. so, yeah, yeah. But if that came to me and somebody had it and they're like, "Hey, I want to sell it for ten grand," I'd be like, "Okay, well, let me see if I can get the money for it." Well,
1: first, first check to see if it's actually worth that. Like, can you say if,
2: like, for sure? I'm pretty that? sure it is. Like, right. I just from like talking, I think it's probably worth. You know, it could be worth somewhere between seven to fifteen thousand. But the thing is, like, how often do you see it? So it's all in terms of like what you're willing to pay for it. Okay. And to this me, this is, is
0: sealed. We're talking, right? yeah, like a okay. sealed
2: one, Tyler. You you probably know, like that would be pretty hard to find, correct?
0: Well, I, I mean, I, know, I yeah. like, like Johnny. I don't, I don't care about boxes, let yeah. alone hangtab variants. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like a um, Mario Brothers yeah. one hangtab seal, like yeah. you know that would be worth a lot. Oh yeah, but of the course. thing is, like there isn't a de- defining price for it because they don't come up very much. Right, like it would just be like. Somebody- That's
1: the, it's the problem with it's the problem Game Boy games have.
2: Yeah, it comes up in a box
1: you could pay $500, you could pay $50. Mm -hmm. You don't know. It's whoever's looking at that time.
2: The best place would be to post that on, like, a gaming form Age, and, like, let the collectors, the hardcore collectors, fight Fight. for it, basically. Because there is no definition for the value. But those, yeah. Other than that, I'm not really, I don't buy, I don't have any of the crazy, I'm not like Johnny, I don't have, like, the, you know, a lot of the crazy, expensive stuff.
0: Every Sega game ever made, you know.
1: Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm transitioning us now, guys, unless Ooh. you got anything else No, this is going to our...
0: be a 45-minute episode, right? Just like you said. Oh, my
1: God. I wanted <laughs> it to be a 45-minute episode. I
2: always want it to be a 45-minute episode. I know.
0: Or double that.
2: But I feel like it got a little better after the actual conversations of, uh, you know, defining...
0: No, I thought that was really it, good. It was,
2: but it just... I don't know. You're downing you. on our
0: own episode before yeah, we yeah, even yeah. put
2: it... <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking I'm too hard done. about it. I feel like You're, it wasn't entertaining enough. But Well, maybe see, that's what that's
1: But yeah. I, I I think it's going to be interesting for people to think about. It. That's the point. You're supposed to think about this episode as we're talking about it and then mm-hmm. enjoy it. But you won't know that until you get to this part of the episode. Yeah. Uh, no, but I said that a bunch. <laughs> Anyways, um
0: Tyler, what have you bought and what are you playing right now? Johnny, let me tell you about a video game console called the Philips CDI. Oh my, oh my it's god! It's <laughs> on my dining room table. I have one. It came. It finally arrived. This is the third one I bought. It shipped in a box All that right. did not have enough padding on it. So oh, shoot. the RF jack broke off the back. There's a piece of plastic rattling inside, and part of the CD-ROM drive physically broke. So, so when I told you let me send you my CDI,
1: and then you immediately texted me and said I bought a CDI. Why didn't you listen to me?
0: What? Well, hold on. You might still have to send me your CDI. I, I haven't tried okay. turning it uh, on yet.
1: Oh my god! Uh,
0: I was like literally working on it right before the show All right. started. All right. What else? Uh,
1: what else did you buy besides that sad piece of machinery? Oh,
0: <sighs> <Christ>. Um. <laughs> Uh, I got Little Medusa by Megacat Studios, which is a game that you don't care about because it's homebrew, even though homebrew is the coolest part of buying old games right now. <sighs> super, everyone game. is super that rare, is super... and they're all on consoles you all still love, unlike oh. Xbox One. Who could ever love that console?
2: <laughs> agree that.
0: Yeah. Oh. I think this is, it's probably one of their most interesting releases, if not their most interesting release. Is so it a good they... game, Tyler? What is it? Is it an actual good game, the Medusa?
2: I don't. I, I don't know. They it. Oh. it uh, that's the problem with most homebrew tiles. They're garbage. So you'll just buy it because it's like a new homebrew. Like you won't. You don't. You won't buy it based on if it's actually good.
0: No, I only. I only buy the stuff I actually want to play. There's too much homebrew out there. and I'm not going to spend like a thousand dollars on collectible yeah. homebrew. That Do you know crazy if it's a good game though? Then I, I I'll buy it if it's like a. If it's even mediocre, but it's clearly like a solid effort, I'll I'll just buy That's it. That's see because there's no homebrew that like.
1: I'm not, well, let's not say no, but there's not many that even equal, even not even a triple A title, but like a B title Nintendo game. They like, even though they're homebrewed for that era, they just like, I mean, I, I appreciate that they don't have the studio or the resources or anything, but it's hard for me to really justify playing what comes out to be a mediocre Atari game on the Nintendo
2: Hmm. Is that true though, or there's there's no really good homebrew games? There's, uh, there's, there's definitely a, there's good homebrew games. There's <laughs> a couple. Name,
1: but name them. Tyra, what, I but know. what has like the quality of what? There, there's not like
0: Legends of Aulia. That's like a Zelda Star Tropics quality game. Anything at uh, kids level
2: or above, or like Star. I think Star Tropics is a good you know jump off point too because it's you know it's a pretty good game.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, like, Battle it doesn't Kid have to stuff, be right? you know like Battle a Kid, top actually. fifty NES game for me to want to play it. Well, uh, I think see, it's that, amazing that, that people are going through and like programming new games from scratch for this. I, I'm not shitting on the effort.
1: That's why I say I don't want to shit on the effort there because clearly like that took a lot of work. But like to make me want to play it, it does need to be a top fifty title. Like it needs to. It, in fact, it needs to be a top twenty title. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a homebrew game to entice me to want to play it. So and I just don't know if I don't know if it's reasonable to expect anyone to have that type of effort level put into it because they don't have the resources. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just telling you why I would I don't
2: engage. It sounds like Tyler enjoys the effort that people put in. Like he likes. Oh, it's it like he re- he
1: recognizes what people do and and yeah. gives them a participation do make, award.
0: Do you ever program games, Tyler? Are you were you ever no, into that? Not no? at all. I mean, I thought no. I wanted to do that as a kid, and then I got to college, and I'm like, wow, this is the worst thing ever. And who would ever want to work in the game industry? So yeah, I, 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 I did much that. the same same thing
2: yeah but you do have kind of a deep level of respect for people that that make oh yeah it, so Who, they, like yeah.
0: the some of the people making game like homebrew games right now they just four oh. years ago no programming experience they're just like i think i want to make nintendo games let me look at these online tutorials and now they're putting out like these innovative really cool games so
2: do you want to do Let's that see would you like in your no. lifetime is it a bucket listing no. for you that's
0: or? too much effort i'll just you know if you're gonna give me something you put a year of your life into and it's gonna cost me 35 bucks i'm there. you'll
2: respect that yeah oh interesting
0: yeah. that that's a nice sentiment the tower's nicer about it than i am yeah
1: all right <laughs> uh what did you play is it ninja gaiden 3
0: uh let's did i play any ninja gaiden i don't think i did you know i've been super busy at work all i played is minecraft that's not very interesting well, so, that happens sometimes uh what about you eric Do you play anything yeah,
2: right now I'm playing Uncharted four for a modern game. Fun and it's pretty good so far. Um, initially, the first two or three, you know three to probably five hours I loved. It was it was varied. The, each level was kind of unique. but now I've kind of reached a point where it's getting a little repetitive. And okay. I'm a huge Uncharted guy. I've played every single one. Did you
1: play the the other one? The, I didn't play
2: the the one with the, the girls. Yeah, so that was good, Yeah, too. I hear it's good. I haven't yeah. played that one. But other than that, I think i played all of them, even the PSP one, which is eh, okay. But Uncharted 2, for me, personally, is like... Still the pinnacle? It's friggin', yeah. Um, so it's good. It's I wouldn't necessarily say it's fantastic. Um, I hear God of War, like, you know, like people say it's a 10. Yeah, I haven't tried God of War. Either. So far, I would maybe give Uncharted, you know, like an 8, Programming and the like, how talented Naughty Dog is for gaming. Their you know storylines, they're fantastic. So it's still a good game. I'm playing that. I think I'm almost done. So wait, I'm,
0: Johnny, is Uncharted 4 your favorite Uncharted? Because I think yeah. I'm with Eric on this one.
2: No,
1: Uncharted 2 is my favorite Uncharted.
0: Okay,
2: all right. Did you play I'm Uncharted
0: on. 4, Tyler? Yeah, I, I I love the Uncharted series. I specifically yeah. I love the first two games and then the yeah. fourth it, it's just way too much climbing walls while someone tells you a story and I can't. Do you know have... what
2: I'm talking about guys though? Like yeah. that first couple hours, like it was cool how they, they switched like you played as him when he's younger yeah. with his brother. Yeah, no, I liked and, I liked all of that. And then the one part where it's you where it's Nathan and his and now his older yeah. brother and you're going into like break in for the art. Right. You know, like you're, yeah, usually, you're in the museum like, and stuff. Or, they didn't cool not the museum, things. but in that
1: in the, at the fancy dress part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: They were very conscious of like let's kind of vary the game play but now i hit that that middle are you in the jungle
1: the jungle mountain shrine i just
2: got into the part where they're in the old the pirates like it's abandoned like their city okay you know so it's getting a little better but it's still like that middle period is kind of just a repetitive same old but still like respectable because we got to get to the building
0: oh there's a new clue telling us to go to the other building let's go break in (laughs)
2: Yeah, so I, I would say it's, it's like bad, and I still that like game. it, but it's
1: I it's tough too because you're comparing it against the other Uncharted games. Mm-hmm. And if you just compared this to anything else, you'd be like, "This is great." Yeah. No,
2: it is. It yeah. overall, like it's. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's just not. I think it could have been better. I think they should have been a little more like. Let's try to keep every level like unique oh remember level where he's underwater swimming to like do that like for like it takes like 15 that. minutes i hated it but it's different yeah you know, i
1: like, i there, there's just every game that tries to put in a that is not a water game tries to put yeah. an underwater level in it and you're just like stop it Please I stop get that, the banter it
0: there or whatever they were having. It wasn't really about like doing anything underwater. No, and I just the, don't
2: like it. I get it, but also the part of the boat. Now, didn't necessarily love it, but they you know the programmers were like, let's create like a, just a different experience. Oh, in the car when you're driving the Jeep all over the place. You know, it's just they changed it up a lot and I don't know. So I'm playing that and then I'm also in my I like to play two different games, like I like to go and play like older games. I'm playing replaying Silent Hill two. Um nice. And I first bought my PlayStation Two because of Silent Hill Two and also the DVD capabilities. Because when we were younger, yeah, that was that a big was, deal. DVD was huge. That's yeah. what blew up the PS Two. Um, so I bought Silent Hill Two, Monkey Island, and my PS Two and Monster cables because I wanted like better, yeah. the yeah, yeah, you want a good experience, video experience. And I bought my big yeah. fat like television. Um, Wait, and I what? There's Silent a
0: Monkey and, Island on, on PS Two. Yeah, yeah. Blanking. I think it's Which Secret one? or Sh-
2: Escape or something. Like, what uh, yeah. It, it was okay. I'm a, I was a big Monkey Island fan at that time. I loved the first two. Yeah. And then that one was... Yeah. It was It was okay, but...
1: I got a really shitty copy of that one. It's still in my collection, but, like, the plastic cover of the PlayStation 2 case is torn off, so it's just the paper that was wedged in there. And I just kept it because I thought it was funny. Um, yeah. Just never replaced it.
2: And I love Silent Hill 2 when I played it back in the day, so I decided to see how it aged. And thus far, it's... There are some flaws with the, like... Uh, controls. controls controls are, are shitty. Yeah, controls but are if hard. you can look beyond that, it's a pretty solid title. Still, it holds up. Like graphically, it looks good. Um, it's, you played the remaster? Yeah, I'm playing it on PS3, okay. and uh, I'm right. I'm going into the historical society part, which I hear is the best part of it. Okay, where it really gets good. So I'm excited. Um, but so far it's pretty good aside from controls. If you can look beyond that, it's a, it's a you know, it's one of the best survival horror games for the time period and the overall. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. No, Silent Hill series is iconic. Yeah.
1: So, uh, what'd you buy? You want to name a few things? I know I, you buy, like, a... Oh.
2: Yeah, I buy... Uh, I went, There was a retro show recently yeah. that I went to, and I bought a bunch of uh, CIB, you know, minty, like, CIB games. Uh, what games did I for get? What system? Uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Nice. And I bought a lot of, like... You know, upgrades that I'll sell my less, like, Mystical Ninja and some hang tabs that were better than my own. And then, let's see, did I get anything that, like, didn't have already, though? Because that's the thing, too. Like, I'm kind of getting to the point where I pretty much have what I want. That's why I kind of transitioned. So you just upgrade? A lot of things are upgrades. Uh, what did I get? Let's see. I'd have to... I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, and you you were I supposed I to
1: send me a picture, and you Yeah, never did. And I
2: forgot. And I haven't really looked through them yet. I've been busy doing other stuff, but... Um, it's like you're an adult it's like a medallion (laughs) so yeah i haven't i haven't yeah i don't remember i haven't gotten to look through them or anything but i bought a ton of stuff so
0: nice you know if you have everything you want you could just come over to this side and start loving all the garbage and just try to have everything but then it comes to
2: to space for me i i I don't necessarily want to just put everything in boxes you know i I had to decide do i want to just hold on to all this shit or just like have what's visible in Are my you in house. A, You're not
0: in a closet anymore though, right? You've got no, one no, room dedicated I, it, to games now? Yeah,
2: initially I was in a closet and I did put things in boxes because I knew I was going to When move. did you
1: come out of the closet exactly?
2: I came out of the closet... I'm sorry. It's like the most obvious stupid joke. Yeah. Just don't, don't yeah. dignify that with an answer. No, and just move no. on. But I did initially have a, a walk-in closet, which is pretty nice. No, it was super nice. And I knew that I was going to be moving out of that house. So to, into another house. So I would put things in boxes. Yeah. And now I have in my, my room, it's just, it's not a large room, but it's large enough to have like a nice wall and a half a wall. And I still have space to fill more stuff. And I like that feeling. I like, not being completely maxed out
1: yeah that maxed out feeling is it's, awful
2: yeah it, i hate it because then i what i i consciously want to do is if i do max out whatever goes in something has to come out to replace it like yeah. you have to remove something because i'm or just, get I'm, creative hang things from the ceiling that's my favorite joke <laughs> i'm just getting too old to wear like what am i gonna box shit up i'm 36 yeah. and like i you know like i'm gonna have things boxed up when i'm 65 yeah, you know? man. like
1: that's the dream.
2: It, I would rather, like, enjoy it and see it, you know? Ugh, so dust. practical. Yeah.
0: I was, you know, I was there where everything had to be on a shelf, and I ran out of out of room recently, and I'm not going to take over another room, so all of my Wii games are getting boxed up, because I don't care about the Wii. So what do you, are they just going to always remain They're boxed? They're just going to stay in or? boxes forever, until someone wow. says, like, hey, you want to go play Ninja Reflex on the Wii? I'm like, yeah, I got that in storage, don't worry about it. Gross. All Gross. right, <laughs> I'm, I'll, uh...
1: But all of my Wii games are in boxes, too. Not all of them, but most. Yeah. Um, because that is a shit system, and it belongs in a box.
0: Oh. Johnny! What are, you what are you playing? It's your turn. Ah, sorry, this I keep thinking been going about the on for an Wii. Hour and Forty-five minutes. I know. Uh,
1: what am I? I bought a bunch of Turbo stuff, which Ooh. Eric was nice enough to to bring to me. He didn't sell it to me, but he he picked it up for me at big, the show. Yeah, at the show. So I got some Turbo stuff. And that's mainly been my focus. I'll show a picture of that later. It's it's Turbo's
2: uh, a fantastic system, though. Yeah, great. It's system. it's a
1: great system to collect for too. It's yeah. very super interesting. A Lot to learn about Turbo. So mm-hmm. that's what I bought. Uh, what am I playing right now? Nothing. Literally, it's been it's been no room for video games at all right now. It's been all I haven't had the headspace for for even not even Call of Duty. Wow. What was the last thing you played? Uh oh, Battle of Olympus. I'd be Battle of Olympus. Uh,
0: that's again. a good game. Yeah, oh, great game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I'd be Battle of. You Olympus. You didn't talk and about I, that, I, did you? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I talked we about talked when did. I played it, but yeah, we but we I didn't was. Talk I about told when you played it.
1: I and you know what I meant to fire up uh Crystalis. But then when the SNK collection was announced, and it's on the SNK collection for the for the Switch, I, I'm like, now nah, I'll just wait and play it on the Switch.
2: Battle of Olympus is actually one of those games that we're talking about where it's still not necessarily an expensive game, but it's a good game. It should be. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. And it, I notice a Guardian Legends is is kind of climbing in yeah. value, because that's always one that people like. They always remember. They love
0: Guardian Legends. It's yeah. a hidden gem. Yeah. No one's ever heard of is. the Guardian Legends.
2: I think nowadays, though, it's actually getting the it's becoming the value that it should be. Yeah,
1: because forever yeah. it was like it a was fifteen
2: dollars CIB. Yeah. So all
1: so. right, that uh, that does it. Hey, Eric, thank you very much for hanging out with us on this marathon episode of collector's quest I had a blast yeah except for the part where you're like i don't know this episode kind of sucks <laughs>
2: hey this, at is this episode critical.
0: like a california three then or how do you feel see, <laughs> i think
2: i think it got better uh, I, I would give it, got it a better solid. when you
0: guys stopped talking and we were just talking about myself i think that's when the episode really i like it when up. things are a little more like free-flowing like when you just
2: talk about shit Right. You know, like what we did uh, after the defining. Because we got into this period of after about 20 minutes where we didn't really know where we were. We got
1: into our it. talking age. Yeah. Uh, the the defined age. And, and Tyler now, kind
2: of threw a monkey wrench into it where it fucked up the whole, like, conversation. Thanks for ruining yeah. our guest time, Tyler. You apologize to Eric. Never. <laughs> Tyler, you say you're sorry. Tyler, please. Come on. Tyler, you gotta say sorry. You
0: apologize to us, Eric. You know what? We can't talk about, you know, just freeform, you know, going into our background and collecting because we don't have a new person on the show every week, and no one wants Uh, to hear about me and Johnny. So we gotta, like, make stuff up to have these conversations. I think people do,
2: though. I think people come to the Collector's Quest podcast for you guys' personalities. I don't think... I don't listen to it. People
0: are like, get Tyler off the show. Really? He doesn't even collect boxes. Everyone likes... Is he really even a collector? People like you. I don't know... What is this <laughs> I weird don't, sound? To say, I I, don't know why.
1: Why, do I, why am I always the guy who is yeah. like
2: trying to manage your self-esteem? Don't try to be self-deprecating. You know that like you, there is some value to you as a, like I, a. I like that. I, I, that I, I, have, I, I have.
1: I, I'm the guy managing your self-esteem like Tyler, on you suck all the time. <laughs> I appreciate you. All. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right, Tyler. Uh, final thoughts.
0: What? No, you already went through the. Let's wrap up. Close the show. Final thing. thoughts. Do you have final any? Thoughts? No. All right. I think you it's great that we had it? Eric as a collector, because we've got me, who kind of collects the stuff I want to play, we've got Johnny, who collects absolutely everything, and this is, I think, the first time we've had, like, a hardcore, sealed, gonna-go-for-the-super-collectible-in-the-future-type like game. You know, not the a, I'm not a big sealed
2: collector, although I was at one point. Nowadays, like I said, I don't want to spend the money. I stopped yeah. collecting seals in, like, 2006, you know, just because so, they started yeah. to climb. I didn't have the money to buy it, you know? I wish I could, still, but... But I it's still that, like a different mindset
0: than where Johnny's yeah, at, where you're going for is. like the prime examples of stuff rather than just freaking mm-hmm. everything.
2: I collect because like I want what what like how history like us as children went to buy it like Toys R Us. Yeah. I like that. That turns me on, you know, as opposed to like just a cart, you know. And not that there's anything wrong with it, but you know, I'm but I, I'm not a true gamer either. So know? yeah,
1: you don't even guys, you don't even need to listen to anything Eric just said. Yeah. He's not a gamer.
2: I'm not a true gamer. My my game <laughs> period was was you know the. Turbo Graphics. My mom got one from a thrift shop, and I played that. And I loved it, and I and then PlayStation One. I played Metal Gear Solid. You know those games, Resident Evil. Other than that, like I hated my N sixty four. I like Nintendo, um, but I didn't buy a ton of games for because I didn't have the money. And SNES I did enjoy, but I didn't have a ton of games for that either. I couldn't afford them.
1: No, that, that was the nature of games back yeah. then. Kids just didn't have 30 games. I
2: paid $80 for Final Fight 1, and then Whoa. whatever the SNES was, you know, how much Jeez, that cost. Jesus. $80. Us. That's how much they cost.
1: No, I, I, expensive. like Zelda 2, I paid $70. I didn't pay $70. Yeah. But my Aunt Carol yeah, uh, bought it for me, and I was very excited. When so I happened. only had like ten games per system up till the yeah, end. Yeah, I, I got like one or two games a year. That was it. Yeah. So if you think about a console's like that's why I was a hustler on the on the yeah. school. I, I traded all day long. Every game I could trade, if I could get a and two I, for one. I didn't take advantage of
2: that. That's one thing mm-hmm. I missed out on. All the kids trade. I didn't uh, do that all day long. I just because all I did was wanted to beat games. But yeah. that's a,
1: that's a whole nother episode, Eric. We got a lot of other things. We want to talk to you about. I know we're going to be bringing you back.
2: Really? Yeah. I, I would wa- love to be back. Uh, Maybe on like a round table panel or something. Yeah,
1: we, we got we got stuff. I got plants, plants okay. and stuff. Yeah. So Tyler, uh, thanks for hanging out too, and thanks for always helping with the show. I'm always mean to you, so I figure I should say thank you more I'm often. deep down, you
0: I'm too, always right? happy just to be here. Oh, even God. if don't, I'm not participating, you give shit to the people you like though. For being here.
1: I I do. I'm I'm a shit giver. But, that but means you only like that. yeah yeah yeah. I'm like. I'm like that uh, playground bully who, yeah. who never learned just to be nice to show that they like people. I was like, yeah, I hit you because I like you. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dummy. Yeah, There's yeah. better ways. All right. Everybody, thanks for hanging out. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please give us some feedback since I know this was a new format and also super long.
2: I'd give it a solid seven episode. I want to know what people think like, All right. overall. All right. what, I'm going
1: to rate you better than
2: that. What state? Seven out of ten.
1: As, no, seven California 7. Oh, it's a North Carolina,
2: Carolina
0: 10, nine, 10, yeah. 10, yeah. 10. Yes,
1: <laughs> for sure. All right. That's all we got time for. We'll talk to you later. What, uh, Tyler? game? Oh,
0: no. Oh, yeah. going yeah, no it. I thought got, he was going to forget. No.
1: Tyler, where can we find you on Instagram?
0: Uh, at Default Gen. Default G-E-N. Mm-hmm.
1: That's Default Gen D-E-N default j-e-n i love default Janice, I guess. <laughs> yeah and uh, eric where can we find you and spell it out
2: instagram excite byte b-y-t-e it's based off the game excite bike so i don't post that much on there anymore i will start coming back though yeah but for a long time i was active and i slowed down i, I got kind of a little burned out on the instagram thing but if people message you there you do oh, yeah, respond yeah, yeah, check messages. it i'm yeah. a lurker now though i'm not a poster yeah so. so, but
1: he's still hanging out, so you can reach him there.
2: And I got a lot of good content on the page too. Yeah, like there's
1: he has so much good stuff. Just yeah. go look at his page. Um, I was looking at his page before I became friends with him a few years ago, and uh, it was
2: a good decision. I'm very proud of my page. Like yeah. I took a lot of effort and like yeah. you know, it's it's good stuff. Page very curated. You got
0: that uh, Xbox unreleased Xbox game? Like the yeah. hallmark of when when I go through someone's Instagram and I see something I've never seen before. I'm like, yeah. Oh man, this guy's serious. I love. Yeah. Did you follow me before today, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I did. I don't it's, know why Johnny might have told me to, or yeah, maybe yeah. I just found you. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, Eric, oh, Eric, you
1: got it, buddy. like Eric's got such good stuff. It's hard not to. But uh, you can find me at Johnny underscore, that's underscore Iucci. That's J O H N N Y underscore I U C C I, and that's it. Good night.